With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today for conversations and support for targeted individuals. Today is May 10th, 2015, and I'm your host, Renata. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there that may be listening. Hope you guys have a wonderful Mother's Day. You deserve it. Mothers, mothers are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people. Mothers sacrifice. They do a lot of sacrificing. A lot of times the children don't even know the mothers have sacrificed or, or how, are sacrificing for them, but they do. Um, I read a quote yesterday online that said, um, and this is not verbatim, I can't remember exactly how it went, but it said, a mother is a person who has, it said a a person who has four children, four plates of food, so there's five in the family, there's four plates of food, and the mother says she's not hungry. Isn't that beautiful? That describes a real mother, that she would say she's not hungry so that her children can eat. That's basically what that quote was saying, and that is so true. Mothers are, are very selfless people. Most mothers are very selfless people, and they're beautiful. And the Bible tells us to honor our mothers and fathers so that our days will be long, and that's what we need to do. So happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers. We'll have some Mother's Day conversations if you like. Um, Give me one moment. Mm -hmm. Okay, so because of Mother's Day, the uh, the time change for today's call. So hopefully everyone got the message and not well. I, I did send out the um, the invite yesterday, but in order for the people to see that the time had changed, which I put in the body of the um, invitation, they would have to click on it. So I don't know how many people actually click on the invitation when they get it. So if not, they'll probably think it's at two. Um, the normal time, but today's call is going from 11:30 to 2:30, so that I could do I can do things with my family. But I really wanted to I didn't want to miss this call. I hate missing my call. So my family is so gracious enough to allow me to take from the things that they wanted to do for me today for me to do this call. So it's going to go from 11:30 to 2:30 today, Pacific Standard Time. Um, and I really, I, I don't have really anything to talk about, so I just kind of wanted to talk about whatever everyone else wants to talk about. If you know, if need be, I do have some some things, you know, that I could I could pull out to talk about. Um, but before we get started, I just want to share some things, and and I'm sharing these things um, 
because certain things I like to get recorded. I like to have them on the record. And so that's why I'm going to share these things. been a lot going on in my life, and I'm sure everyone else who's targeted, you know, how they like to increase the targeting. Um, so that's what I've been going through. But praise God. Praise God. He's been getting me through it. Um, however, we came from church today. Our car is stolen. Again, this is. No, really? This is, I believe, I believe maybe the fifth or sixth time, different cars. Oh, no. So car is missing. I was just talking to one of the TIs yesterday, and I was sharing with her how many times, you know, some of the things that I've gone through. And all of the times the cars have been stolen, and lo and behold, the car is gone again today. So um, there's been a lot of car things that they they're they're things you know how they do these little things. So the things for in my targeting has been cars and trucks and particularly big brick trucks. So to add to all of the arsenal of vehicles that follow me, the fire trucks, the ambulance, the police cars, the taxi cabs, the mail trucks, the uh, UPS trucks, the FedEx trucks, the black Lincoln Town cars, the limousines the funeral cars. It goes on and on and on. I'm getting some of those too for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I get I get all of those, the city cars, the highway patrol, the private patrol um cars, you name it, I get them. Um so to add to that, they added the um the big rig trucks. The big rig trucks follow me. Um, many, many places. And I've had big rig trucks sprinkled out my years of targeting, but now it's it's a daily thing. And um, Monday, one tried to run me off the road. Oh, jeez. Um, and so I just want to get this, this on record because this they're definitely, you know, up in the ante. You know how they do. But in response to that, I just pray and get a closer walk with God, and I know that my life is in his hands, and if that's, I mean, I'm going anyway. I'm clear on that. We're all going. So if that's the chosen way for me to go, there's nothing I can do about that. But make sure that I'm in right standing with God, and that's what I intend to do. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm dealing with that. Came out of church today, big rig, came by. So, you know, this is this is the theme, you know, and then, uh, car parts uh, scattered different places I go. There's a uh, hubcap land here, a, a fender land there, you know, these car, terrible car accident parts, you know, the whole psyops that they do around that. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it because I don't have a choice but to be okay with it. So my thing is being right standing with God, and that's what, uh, what I'm trying to do. So if they run me off the road, if I die in a car accident, they're responsible, you know. So back to the car. So the car is missing. So if I have to put the phone down, it's because the police, I guess they'll come. I don't know. Half the time they don't even show up. But we did call so that we could report the car stolen. And that's really important that you do report your car stolen if yours should ever be stolen. Hopefully it never does. But this is our fifth or sixth go-round. Most of the time we get them back a couple days later after we've gone out to buy another one because we need two cars in our family. So once we go and buy another one, they usually bring it back, but we don't. We wouldn't need to do that this time because we have a lot of cars because of this targeting. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and it just keeps you in debt, right? Because you have to do car notes and all of this kind of stuff. So um, if they come, I will probably need to put the phone down to go and deal with that for a minute. So you guys know we have the cameras. We put up the security cameras some, some time ago. So we went back to review the cameras, and it happened at 10 o'clock at night, which is odd because, for me, that's early. If you're going to steal somebody's car, that's kind of early. Um, however, a car, this particular car that was stolen of ours was um, on the street. Some of our cars are in the driveway, but this one was on the street. And it has a, um, my husband put a lock on it because it's been stolen so many times before. Uh, the lock that comes from the brake to the steering wheel, mm-hmm. he, he put that on there, so that was locked. So we figured a tow truck must have stolen it again because the other time the tow truck took it. I'm almost positive. So we figured that's what happened again this time, but it wasn't. So this car pulls up on the side of our car. Um, people get out on both sides, the driver and the passenger side. Um, they go inside the car. I didn't see them with a tool in their hand, so I don't know if it was hidden under their thing because they had hoodies on and their face, you, you couldn't see their face, their face was covered. Um, and they went in the car, and seconds later they drive off with it. So it it looked like it was. it took a total of like five to six minutes. And they and they the one that was on the passenger side he drove off in our car and the other one got back in the car and they went down the street. So it is what it is. I I don't um, place value on material things. We need material things because that's how this whole system is set up. This world is set up, you know, where we need things. We need money. We need clothes. We need food. We need cars. We, you know, we need things. But I don't. I'm not attached. I'm not attached to things. So, um, you know, we get it back, praise the Lord. If we don't, praise the Lord. I mean, I I cannot be bothered because I know who's behind all of this stuff. This is all due to the harassment that we go through. And like I said, the theme has definitely been cars with my targeting lately. So I just wanted to put that on record. It's incredible. It's incredible. No one can tell me that there is no God because there is no way that I could get through all of this torment because that's what it is for me. It's torment. It's is is it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot going on fast. Um, but he gets us through it. He gets us through it. So I pray and and I I, I give that to God and I leave it with him and I'm moving on. But I did want to get that on record. So how's everyone else doing? Who's on the phone from California? Hi, Jerome. I hear your voice. How are you? Yeah. How are you doing? Good. Well, it sounds like you're having uh, some interesting uh, times there with the, yeah. the perps there. So are you okay? or? Um, I, yes, I am. I'm, I'm okay. Um, you know, I'm okay. What else can we do? We all go through these, you know, these spikes in targeting. Yeah. And we just we just get through it. I mean, a car will not make or break me. It, I just, you know. Yep, your phone's cutting out, Jerome. We can't hear you. No, I'm saying that the thing on the road with the uh, with the truck, that's dramatic. It sounds, you know. Oh, the big be... rig, yes, yes. I've been through the big rig thing before um, early on in my targeting. Yeah. 
um, and I know this sounds from time to time, but now it's the dominant thing. It's, 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 it's the thing. That's what they're doing right now. You know, what can I do? I mean, there's nothing I can do. I put on my seatbelt. I drive. That's another thing. Don't don't drive fast when you're a target. I drive the speed limit. That's how I drive. That's how I've been driving. So, um, you know, if that's the way I go, there's nothing I can do to prevent it. Not not my preferred method, <laughs> not my preferred way, but, you know, not, nothing I can do about that. Just make sure I'm in right standing with God. That's all I can do. Yeah, you've uh, you've come a long way there. You're um, you are doing it right, but um, you know it's gonna be okay. It's um, that must have been horrendous. I can't imagine. You know that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know they they have to keep us in fear in order to control us, and I will not. Well, I'm, I'm not afraid. And and right. that's that's the worst thing that you can do is. You just give up your power. You know, it's fear, it's courage, same damn thing. So, you know, controlling your fear, that's courage. You know, so you every everyone's afraid of something. It's just that you just keep it on just keep the fear under control and mm-hmm. use it to strengthen yourself and it sounds like that's what you're doing. You know? Yeah, I think a, a normal, um, to your point, a, a normal amount of fear, whatever a normal amount is, but, you know, like you said, under control, that's 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 going to happen for any of us because we're yeah. human. But just to be controlled by fear, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. You know. And, then, and then that's not just exclusive for Target. That's, this whole world is being controlled by fear, really. It's just more personalized for us, more up in, right. the, up in your face where you know the attack is personally on you. Hmm. You know, but if there's nothing, I mean, I cannot control anything these people do. I can just control how I react to it, you know, and go on. Nothing else I can do. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. If the police don't help. In my case, they're involved in it, so I don't know what else to do. Well, like it's like it sounds like you're doing the right thing. Go with, just put your trust in, uh, put your trust in God, I guess, and then just keep on keeping on. Yeah. Don't... Yeah, that's it. That's all I can do. There's just certain things I want on um, recording, and that's why yeah. I, I mentioned them. You know, but uh, I mean, goodness, if if any of us targets mention everything that happens to us, <laughs> wow, in a week. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's, it is a lot. How are things with you, Jerome? How's your targeting? Uh, just a lot of stalking and uh, and the radiation and uh, they attack, they attack my... Uh, my appliances a lot, like my TV and the electronic equipment, that kind of stuff. You know, my computer. Um, everything is just, you know, it's it's electronic uh, harassment uh, with my equipment, and there's some serious stalking going on. You know, car- caravans and jeeps and stuff like that. You know, they do that a lot, and they do in my voice. They they attack my um, body parts, like my diaphragm, my liver, my my lungs, and things like that. You know, oh, so hi. yeah, they, they, it's it's um, physiological also. 
physical. There's the, you know, and uh, they did try, like I said, to run their cars on my shin. <laughs> you know, that was that was a new one, but, uh, but that doesn't work out because that brings them too close to me, and that's what I want. I want them really close to me. A way I can rip there, anyway. I don't have to go there. You know that that's where I'm more most comfortable because you know that's what I that's what I've been trained in in close quarter whatever I have to do. So um, I think they rethought their strategy and now they just stalk. They don't come close at all. They don't try and run me down. But, uh, they were coming that close to you. Yeah, yeah, they're coming that close. It, it seems like they're timing it when I was crossing to to try and uh, bump me off the intersection, but, um, hmm. yeah. So that's good to get that on record, you know. Yes, it is. I, I know that most people get, um, you know, stalking on foot or in cars or whatever. For the most part, these, mm-hmm. you know, the, that's just what they do. They follow you and they don't really do anything or they may say something or whatever, but they don't really physically harm you. But it's important to note not to underestimate these people because they are dangerous, and they have killed people. They've run yeah, people off the road. They've been doing it for years. They killed. Well, we see with the celebrities, they've killed many of them. You know. I, I, I think I don't even know if there's rules and regulations for these people, but you know, sometimes they double target, triple target, quadruple target, and I think that's what happens to uh, like a TI. Their body just gives up because. These people are doubling their uh, their attacks, or tripling, or quadrupling their attacks, right? And the body mm-hmm. can only take so much. So I think, in some cases, they get carried away, and then they just commit murder, because it, it feels so great to be, kind of uh, have this what is this false authority? They think they've got over over an individual, so they get carried away, mm-hmm. thinking that you know they feel godlike and invincible. And I think they mm-hmm. commit, some some of them commit murder just to see what it feels like, because this. More chances than not, they feel they can get away with it because it's covert and it's hidden and it's under the radar and it's against the law. You know, the law enforcement, like you said, is usually sometimes involved. So, you know, they feel there's nothing that they cannot do or they, there's no rights so that you uh, that you have that they can't violate. You know, and I, and I think that's what, they, what, uh, what we deal with. You know, they get carried away and I think they murder people intentionally or intentionally. You know, and that's that's the way it goes. And I think the more you um, are a resistor and um, the more you are the type that will expose, the more dangerous it probably is for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm not gonna fear I'm not gonna fear their evil. I just no. I'm not. It's just wicked. It's wicked. It's spiritual wickedness in high places that the Bible describes it. So we just have to be strong. You know, you have to uh, do more to take care of yourself mentally to be able to survive these um, psychological attacks. Weakness is not an option for sure. (laughs) It cannot be an option. So um, that's it. And that's that's a good point. I don't know who's on the conference call, but uh, I still do my Kung Fu. I I keep my... uh, keep my skills sharp and uh you know I want to get into more tournaments just to keep my combat skills uh you know on 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 the top uh, level I don't want to my uh, my skills to suffer because it's I think it's something that might be needed mm-hmm. you know they they might yep. uh, might one day just decide to uh bum rush me or something when I'm walking home I don't know so I keep my mm-hmm. skills 
and I keep my and I just keep the weight training. I just keep it going, keep my strength up and strengthen my body, and strengthen my mind with the affirmations and my meditation. You know, yeah, and, I talk, yeah. and I talk to some senseis and stuff like that, just to get my internal strength and just to get keep myself focused and centered. You know, that's basically what I do. Like you were saying about the weight training, that's another thing that's really important is a regular exercise, yeah. you know, for us to regularly exercise because it gets the endorphins going. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of joint And I, I haven't really been um, walking. I walk for exercise, but since yeah. the lady at work ran over my foot with heart hmm. uh, the other week, I yeah. haven't been doing that. So, yeah, yes, I, I get a lot of physical, um, yes. <laughs> so, and that was, what, about the third time that happened. That was first time with her, but at the grocery store with the employees, it happened twice. Uh, so, yeah, these are the things that we have to go through. But I have, my point was I haven't been walking like I normally would because of that, but I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to go back to walking. Because I was feeling real good when I was walking on a regular basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just just stick to it and just keep the body strong. It's like I have to say I don't hope I hope I'm not coming across cheesy, but uh, they're put, placing us in a in an antagonistic uh, situation. So let's just call that combat. So in combat, I just know from serving that you need to be physically fit and you have to be ready. You know, but fitness is always the best uh, tool that you got that we got. Because when your body is fit, it's really fantastic. It it, uh, it operates very nicely in, in an emergency, you know. You mm-hmm. never know what you have to deal with. You never know what you will be confronted with. Because I'm personally, I personally believe that these people are psychotic. That most of them are. They seem to be insane. You know, I've looked in some of their eyes, where places that they stalked me, and these people look. Their eyes are so wide. Like I don't know if his, if his name was Ted Bundy, you know, the serial killer. Mm-hmm. With, with the wide, crazy eyes, like I saw, like a few of them, like that, and they just—they they just look whacker, whackadoodle, like like they will just chop someone up and put them in a garbage bag. You know, these people are not okay. So yeah. you never know what you're gonna get from them. You never know what to expect from them. So well, they're lo- psychopaths too, and they're creating a whole psychopathic society. Well, I can believe that because the, these people—they seem to lack empathy. I mean. No, they they look at you like seems like an insect, like just an experiment, like just just like just like nothing. Like you, they don't even recognize your human rights. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. just like like you're just a you're just a thing. You're just in some cases just like a plaything, like amusement. You know, where they can like keep you under surveillance and and see your personal life and you know if you've got like a girlfriend or something like that. They just use it to uh to 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 uh. To please their jollies, you know, like like you know, you're you're like a no person, like you don't exist, like you exist just to keep them amused and that they can laugh and carry on and poke fun at you, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know that just seems to, to me like it's an apex of uh, psychosis and uh, low self-esteem. I don't know, you know. So all I can all all I know is well, not all I know. But I've been fighting for many years, and I'm just, I just keep myself physically ready for whatever, you know. And I've noticed that, yeah, I've, I've noticed of late because of my training, these guys that are sending are massively tall now. You know, I don't know what they're training. I don't know if they've got training themselves, but they just, 
six foot two, six foot four. Like there's just some big individuals that they're sending after me now, that they're just mm. walking, you know, because they know they know I have combat training, so they they're not sending average guys or six feet. They're sending you, you know, these. I have to call them gigantic people, <laughs> you know. Trying to intimidate but, you. No, I hope, I hope that's not the uh, the, the objective because they intimidated by these clowns, you know. If that's what they're trying, they're going to fail because I'm not going to be intimidated by them. You know, but but I've noticed of late that uh, these individuals are getting bigger. You know, some of them have to bend down when they're coming into the subway. I'm going, Jesus, like, what's next, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's basically what's been going on in my in my situation, in my, in my little world here. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. There's a couple other people. I'm going to see how they're doing. Thank you, Jerome. Okay, you're welcome. No, no, no way. We're going to continue to talk. Um, who's on the phone from Georgia? Hello. That's me. It's Brandy. Hi, Brandy. How are you? Hello. I'm doing good. I, I did want to say something since you gave me the opportunity. It okay. is well, really you funny. Say that, hello, Brandy. Before you say that, let me tell you happy Mother's Day. Well, thank you and same <laughs> to you. Well, thank Mother's you. Day, Mother's Day, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And same to you and, and same to yours. Thank and, you. Um, it's funny because what? last night I was bragging on you. <laughs> I didn't put your name out there. But, um, you know, it was, we were talking, and they did ask, well, do you have someone? And I was saying how, you know, how good it is to have someone that you can talk to. And I really think that some of this that's being done is an attempt to silence those who are doing things like that in the community, reaching out to people who don't have anybody and seeing that, you know, that shoulder and, you know, I feel I feel really bad because I almost feel responsible. I hope that it wasn't because of that. You know, why do but, you feel responsible? You you talking about for my car being stolen? Yes, because you know I know how they do people who reach out to to TIs that they've intentionally isolated. I, you know, we've talked about it. I mean, it, was, it just seems like it just it just I don't know. No, but, you, first of all, it's definitely not your fault that these. Uh, nuts came and stole, <laughs> stole our car. This is probably about the fifth time. But I do find it interesting that you and I were talking on the phone yesterday and I was telling you about how many times our cars have gotten stolen. Remember that? Mm-hmm. We were just talking yesterday. about that yesterday. Yeah. But, it's, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it, but it's definitely not your fault. It, you are not responsible for what these people do. No, I'm just, no. I mean, the thing about it is I just want to, People like that, people don't know how much it is just to have. Sometimes we all need somebody to talk to, and mm-hmm. it's Mother's Day. And, you know, especially on Mother's Day, I know a lot of the mothers, you know, they may be less vocal, but they a lot of them are isolated right now. And so you just want to kind of give people their flowers now and just want to be, you know, I wanted to tell you thank you for being here, you know, and, just all that you've done, you know, in my life, how much of a blessing you've been to it. So, and I just, I'm really praying. I'm praying that he will move on that situation with your car. Mhm. 
Well, thank you, and it, it's my pleasure. This is this is um, I feel my ministry that God has given me to to talk to people. It's just something that I enjoy doing. It's something that I've always done, even before I was targeted. I always talk to people. People used to come to me, you know. So that's that's what God has me doing, and I take pleasure in it. And I feel like I'm doing God's work, and I feel like I'm giving that. And if I have to be punished for that, then, you know, I mean, these people are so wicked. They're so wicked. Mm-hmm. Good is bad, and bad is good for them. They're so twisted. Yes. They're so twisted. But I'm on God's plan for my life. I'm not on their plan. So, you know, whatever. I, I can't sit up and worry about what they're trying to do or what they're going to do and all the what ifs, what ifs, because that takes you too far when you start those what ifs. I just try my best to give it to God and leave it with him. Do I worry? I worry like everybody else. But I try not to um, get obsessive with that. I just give it to God because there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, these people will have you so stressed out. You know, mm-hmm. if you if, if we allow our minds to go there, we'll be so stressed out, and that's why we have to learn relaxation techniques and things like that to try to empty some of that out, because it it can it can really become overbearing. It can become taxing. I've been yeah. there, and so I have something to compare how I how I deal with this stuff now and how I used to deal with it. I have something to compare it to because they already gave me a breakdown. They they've done that. We've been there already. I have been there where I had to take four months off work, and I've been there. So I have no intentions of going to that place again, you know, and there is nothing I can do but follow the law by calling the police to report it, you know, because that's what I was going to say earlier. I don't think I finished my sentence. When when we do get our vehicles stolen and things like that, because I'm not the first T.I. this has happened to, you know, they've stolen other people's cars as well. We really need to report it because we're responsible for whatever happens in that car until yeah. we re- up, up until the time we report it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's really important to follow the laws of the land, call the police, make the report, call the insurance company, you know, and do all the proper protocol. And after that, there's nothing else we can do. Nothing else. Now, with these threats they've been doing, you know, sending these subliminals, we're going to kill you in a car accident and all that. Okay, there's nothing. Do I want to go that way? Absolutely not. I really don't. But what can I do about that? There's nothing I can do about it. You know? And if if that's a... Excuse me one second, Hold on one second. If that's the price I have to pay for trying to help um, other TIs not to be in that horrible place where I was when I first became part of it. That's the price that I have to pay with my life. Then there's nothing I can do about that. So be it. That's just the way it is. But this is dangerous not just for me, for all of us targets. This is a reality that these people really do do these things to people. They do um, vandalize people's property. I've had mine vandalized. I've had them egg my window. I've had them put a black cat, dead black cat, in front of my house. I've, I've, I've been there with all of that. So, but this is the reality. They do this to all of us on a different, you know, in a different way. But they do the vandalism. They, they, they break in our houses. They steal our cars. They, they, they murder people. 
They stalk us. You know, they, they do the same things to all of us, just in a different way. So what they did to me is, is no no greater than what, the, what what they do to other people. You know, I hear the stories all the time. I hear much worse stories than mine, you know. So we just have to stay in prayer. Yes, Jerome? Um, Brandy, thank you again. Thank you so much for your compliments. Yeah, I, I was going to say that why don't you just take a defensive driving course or something? That way, you know, you, you up your skill and your training. You know, take a defensive driving course. That way you can empower yourself instead of, you know, saying just waiting and hoping for the best. You can empower yourself with a, with a I won't, won't call it a combat driving course, but, you know, you can think of that, uh, one of those <clears throat> courses where you enhance your, <clears throat> your, 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 your ability to, um, to handle, like, emergencies on the road. I know that uh, they have them over here in Canada, so they must have them in America, you know, where you can just sign up and just increase your, your defensive driving uh, skill. So if something Yeah, happens, I've never thought about that, so thank you. I'll think yeah, about that. You're welcome, yeah. And look into it. Um, I have been told <laughs> by several people that I am a good defensive driver, um, and I think most people who live in the Bay Area, in the San Francisco Bay Area, are pretty good defensive drivers because the, uh, they drive so aggressive out here. The mm-hmm. driving out here is so aggressive. So you kind of learn, you know, some defensive driving skills. But I will look into that because I never thought about it. Yeah. I, I, I'm one of those people I drive at the speed limit. So it's pretty hard, like with the stalkers who want to trail right behind you, it, 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 it's pretty obvious with them because you're trailing right behind me, but all the other cars are gone. So it's just you and I. You know what I mean? So I don't really, I don't really. Um, that could be one of the reasons why they're doing this too, because I don't really uh, let things bother me on the road. Because I listen to my praise music, I sing, and I just go on. I don't really care. I know they're out there, but I don't really care. So this could be, you know, their way of doing whatever. So I don't know. We just we 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 just get through the day. Sometimes we don't even know how. We just get through the day. Yeah. But thank you for that, Jerome. I might look into that. You're welcome. And just keep you know keep uh, fun in your life, and uh, that's all you can do. You know, it's um, that's the best you can do. Just just uh, you know, don't let this situation get you. Don't let it consume you because. These people are scumbags, and they get off. I think a lot of them have low self-esteem, and they get off trying to push people around. You know, so if you, mm-hmm. if you, succumb, if you succumb to it and you allow them to, to uh, you know, to be a, like a virus in your life, you know, vi- viruses will spread, and they will go as you know, as whatever gets a reaction to just keep on going, doing, and doing. You know, that's true. So if you if you can just live a life of don't center it around what they're doing, that's way too much power. Give them too much power. Just just live your life and have fun, and you know, go out, go to amusement park, to, go to a movie, like uh, you know, rent a movie, go, you know, read a book, and just keep it. Uh, you know, they're trying to de they're trying to de-escalate your quality of life, so just increase your quality of life. You know, and, exactly. And, just, and see, yeah. all of this is threats. All of this is subtle 
subtle threats too because I um, went to the city hall meeting. On, well, I tried to go to the city hall meeting last week, and they really don't like when I when I do that. Mm. Um, but turns out the meeting was canceled. I don't know why it was canceled, but the meeting didn't happen. But I still went down there. So I think it's all these subliminals, like don't go down there or this will happen. You know that kind of thing. But I don't yeah. give into that. I don't give into that. I'm I'm gonna do what I want to do. Well, you're fantastic that way. You're you're just uh, you have a mind of your own. Fantastic. Am I bouncing? Well, it's all mind control, and I've already I've already been down that road where I let them control me. So I'm taking my power back. Um. Excuse me, I'm eating. Uh, Brandy, is Brandy still there? I'm here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for your compliment, and I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're having a good Mother's Day today. Well, I, well, I am now. Let's <laughs> say that. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Alda is here. Alda called in. We have to talk. Alda's in the chat room. Just the phone, lady, and let's talk. I want to say hello to you. Um, James, are you there? Maybe away from the phone. He's called in. I don't, I'm not sure how many people are going to get the message that the, the yeah, call changed. How are you doing, James? I'm doing okay. Um, it's, it's about average. Um, I I heard something the other day about uh, the video. I'm going to put it in the chat room. It's really good. Um, people who are half positive. Like positive, I don't want to say positive. It's not really positive thinking, but like if you believe you're going to be he- something's going to heal you, you're more apt to be healed. Like you know, manifestation. Uh, it's called what? Manifestation. Energy. Oh, well, energy I don't know. Follows, yeah, energy follows thought. So when you think a thing, you can change it into reality. You can manifest it into reality. Because yeah. it, every, everything is energy, so you can mani- manipulate energy with your mind, and just mm-hmm. by your your will, you can do it. Power of positive thinking, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're always trying to, um, you know, run us down and make us depressed and um, fearful. And, and the, most, the most important thing I got out of that was not being fearful and not being afraid, because that causes um, negative things to happen, like your biology, you, you really change it. And you have to improve your outlook. You know, it's hard for a lot of people, but if you do, then it's a very positive outcome. And I, I have a video on this. Send it to me, James, if you get a moment. Send me the video. I yeah, use a... I use a video app, a YouTube video app on my Kindle, and I mm-hmm. had all of these favorites saved. And then they, they discontinued the app, and it got rid of all my favorites. So I'm so upset. I have to try to figure out what all those videos were. Hey, Renata, just called in to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Hey, James, how you doing? Hey, Canada, I haven't heard from you for a while. You okay? Yeah, I'm doing okay. It's, um, oh, you mean, James? It's, still, it's been a little challenging, but 
Well, you know, this might be some good news for targets, and you guys should um, go to Democracy Now! the last uh, couple, last week. Uh, you know, the, there's an investigation going on, although uh, in reference to the American Psychological Association, or the APA, and their extensive involvement, not only in helping to design it, but at the highest levels, working with, at that time, the Bush administration to rewrite ethical policies in order to suit the state's narrative to make it legal to what ostensibly is torture. Mm-hmm. So for any of the targets that have had any psychiatric um, you know, diagnoses, you might want to pull that and ensure that you understand that ultimately down the road, hopefully, some of these unethicals uh, that have misdiagnosed targets on purpose, you know, can... Um, be exonerated. Yeah, I remember I, w- I went to one and telling about what happened, you know, pretty much, you know, as, you know, verbatim the way it happened to me, and they were telling me that I was. Um, yeah, because what it's showing is that they actually. Yeah. But they, they didn't give, they said that. I said, well, what about the, he, he mentioned, like, you know, Ninety-nine percent, or something like that, are um, have schizophrenia or whatever. And I said, "Well, what about the one percent?" Because you know, I said it's really happening to me. And, and he said, "Well, it's such a small amount; we don't consider that." <laughs> That's pretty weird. Well, what it is too, though, is that you have to understand is that at the high levels, they were also encouraging some of the psychologists to participate. And that, yeah, that yeah. The, whole, the whole torture memos were written based on medical professionals stating that it was not torture or trauma or terror, right, et cetera. Right, a medical professional there. Yeah. Without them, you wouldn't have the minions who were implementing the guidebook that showed or told them, instructional guidebook that told them how many times they could do what to whom. And, and so at, at the end of the day, what's really showing is that the medical profession, not just the psychological association, but you're talking about... Uh, doctors and physician, you know, physicians' assistants and nurses, and all these people actively participate in, in the design of these type of techniques that are being utilized not to help people but to diminish and incapacitate. Yeah, you know, I, I, I go into my doctor, and the nurse is, um, it, you know, at certain times she's making noise that loud. And she's doing it, like, right in back of me. And it's pretty obvious to me that she's doing this on purpose. Like, slamming doors or clapping or talking, you know, all of a sudden very loud and say something to startle, you know. It's, it's just obvious to me that it's happening. Well, it, it, it's, um, it's another new form of validation, and hopefully they will go further into it. The only problem is the independent law firm um, that is doing the investigation was hired by the American Psychological Association to come up with a quote-unquote independent analysis of what transpired. So more than likely, when the other side is paying for it, it's going to be in favor of the the APA, which is denying that they had any, you know, anything to do with it. What's really interesting is that they pulled emails showing that they had even claimed that Mitchell and Jessen, the two psychologists, they call them the architects, um, were not even members of the APA. And then upon looking at 
through emails and correspondence with these guys that they Mitchell was a member of the APA until 2006. So all the time that they were denying it to the public and to even, I think the state board in Texas wanted, was doing conducting a criminal investigation into it. And the APA even lied to them saying that they were not members. But based upon the emails, it shows that the they were admitting that they were members and they had to figure out a way to cover it up. This is really telling about the lies that go on within our society and people in positions of authority or power or expertise and how they're covering up a lot of the crimes that are taking place. Yes, they are covering up an awful lot of them. And there are an awful lot of officials involved. A lot. (laughs) Yeah, well, listen to this. The Nazis thought they were going to get away with it also, and we're the Nazis now, so it ain't going to happen. Lose. I know, but but the only problem with that one is we don't want to wait 50 years when we're not here well, to it, get it won't take It won't take 50 years. We've just got to keep on fighting and keep on keeping on, and that's all we can do. We just do what we got to do and just keep upright and keep on moving forward, always forward, you know? Don't, don't, keep don't, exposing. Don't. You have to keep exposing these people. There you oh, go. Uh, exactly. Yeah. About, um, excuse me. Let's talk about um, the article that you sent me, which I just was able to pull up and read a little bit of it this morning. The um, attorney, uh, attorney general's um, aide was uh, arrest, uh, several of them were arrested for posing as police officers, and it turns out they were Masons and part of the. 19- well, they believe they're Masons. They believe that they're the fraternal brotherhood of the Masons, and that they are a part of the Knights Templar. But they believe that. So you know what I'm saying is that you could believe that you're a part of a special group, which I believe that a lot of our perpetrators, the civilian portion of it, has been recruited under these type of aust- you know, the aust- See, the thing that bothers me about that is that it's not that they are a part of it. It's that they were led to believe that they are a part of it. But, oh, yes, I one see. of them is, okay. is an employee. Okay, I thought they were a part of it. Okay, okay. So it has not well, been no, they, I mean, they are. They, they believe they are a part of this Mason group, that they have these bloodlines, and that they're a part of the Knights Templar, okay? So the thing is, is that anyone can sell you any, anything, and you could believe it all the way up to an employee who was working for, he was the director of community services in the Department of Justice in the state of California. So what it's showing is that you could dupe anyone. Now, these people okay, probably so, do belong so, to a group. Okay, okay, slow down for a second because I'm just trying to understand this. Because when I read the article this morning, I was under the assumption that they were part of this Knights Templar Masonic group because they had sent letters and things like that saying that that's who they were, identifying themselves as such. So you're right. saying that someone duped them into believing that they were part of it. Yeah, I, I think I think that they do believe that they are a part of a group that is a bloodline that they're specially chosen because of their bloodline. But the reality is, is that they were they were duped into believing it, and so they've been they've been a part of a coalition. It sounds like a nationwide coalition that also believes the same thing that these three that were happened to get arrested that that were arrested for, you know, committing fraud. So what it is well, is that you have architects, you have handlers, and then you have the minions, right? These were the minions who were under the, the belief that they were their own police force, that they believe that they're a part of a police force that was here before the, the actual law enforcement that we have out there. And they're trying to take over. 
But uh, yeah, and they're trying to take over. But I do believe that these people are a part of a group. Does that make sense? Because even the law enforcement said that they believe that there's a lot more people that are involved with this quote-unquote organization. And they're passing themselves as being law enforcement. What had they been doing? Had they been arresting people? Or they've been going around saying that, you know, they're like community watch or these people are bad or whatever. But they have uniforms, very believable uniforms. They picked up uniforms, weapons, and badges, and official, like, you know, um, like they had official paperwork. But if you work in the Department of Justice, you can get your hands on all kinds of letterhead and stuff. Right? That's interesting. Well, you can create letterhead on your computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But if you have an official one that you can take from the office, because you know how when you work in companies, they have their letterhead, and then you just type text over it. But see, what I'm thinking, too, is what I believe in this case is that law enforcement is trying to cover their butts now. So they're bringing down the people below them so that it doesn't go back to them. Makes Does that make sense? sense? Mm-hmm. Because they're saying all these – the sheriff's department in L.A., that's bullshit. Excuse me, I'm sorry you're recording. But the bottom line is they've been actively involved in, in, in a lot of the targeting. I'm sure their undercovers were in there convincing these civilians that that's what they were a part of. Right. <laughs> and do you ever notice that the they always the the ones that always seem to take the fall for a lot of this stuff are people of color? Yes. Seems that Did way. Did you notice that one? Yeah. It seems that way. Mhm. Oh wow. Okay. So, so they're making it look like these these guys, those three that were arrested, and you see the quote unquote ethnicity, then you think that oh, see, they're a part of fringe groups, but the reality is that it's multicultural, right? right? But does that make sense? Though I think that these people actually are a part of an organization that actually believes that. Okay. But the I believe that they were lied to in order to make them think that they were part of it. So we got to, that's, those are the architectural structure, right? The, the handlers and the handlers above the handlers. And so they are a part of a group, or they, you know what I'm saying, they are a part of a group that thinks that they're these, this fraternal brotherhood of Masons, that they have a, a, a special bloodline, and that they are also a part of the Knights Templar. But why do you think they're not? Why, 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 what makes you think that they're being misled, that they're really not part of it? Because there isn't that that there. What group is doing that? It has to be someone in law enforcement areas that are getting these people to believe that they're a part of it. That's why they target. That's why they flatten your tires and vandalize your property and think that they're they, they can get away with it. They think they're a law themselves. But, but they themselves. really could be part of it. They really could be part of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there is the possibility. There could be a group that. I mean, there is a group. There are groups out there that do believe that that they are a part of the Knights of Malta and the Knights of Templar and all that other stuff. Blackwaters, Blackwaters, they were hiring people who were on a Christian crusade to go to, uh, to plow through the Middle East, right, under, under the auspices of the Knights of Templar and the Knights of Malta and then the Knights of Templar. So can I understand that these people were, um, they were African-American or another ethnicity that, that they were a member of these groups? Yes, that they, they had a special bloodline. That's but impossible. they just happened to get caught. Does that make sense? They just happened to get caught. Yeah. Those groups, a lot of them do not. <laughs> I mean, from what I know of people who, are, who have been involved in it, and I'm African-American, 
they don't truly accept African Americans. They do a quote unquote acceptance of African Americans that's basically not, you know, uh, right. kind of to your face. But no, we don't. And and those bloodlines, they intentionally make, you know, intentionally work with their bloodline to ensure that there's nothing darker than a paper bag in their bloodline. I mean, well, I, that's nice the way I can say it, you know. But 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 the reality is is that Mason, the the true Masons they are multi ethnic. Multi, it's really if you have money, basically. So you could be any religion, any ethnic background, etc. And that's kind of it's not designated only to the Caucasian community. But I didn't know that. I was told by the the one now heard that they have the they have, have Christian have identity. The, well, there is a, there the is Masons have Christian. broken down into the, the there's a black Mason group which is the and I can't I use, usually can the black the, the, the the, yeah there, yeah there and then the there's the white Masons but they don't they don't really they don't really kind of they have their own the Prince Hall Masons which are the black Masons are different right. from the quote unquote mainstream Masons even though they lead them to believe that it's the same. Right now, now there is a group called the Christian Identity Movement, and they do believe that only Caucasians will go to heaven. Oh, okay. There is a group <laughs> out there like that, but the the Masons that I that I remember when I was in London, and I actually went to a, one of those Mason Masonic temples in London, and mm-hmm. I, I did a tour of it, and they said that it's not there's no ethnicity, you know, uh, regulations, no religion. You can be Muslim, you could be Hindu, you could be Buddhist or whatever. I think it's more about money in these cases. Well, most of those groups you have to be brought in by someone too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's what it appears to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like generational. So, anyway, A lot of that stuff is generational. Well, that's what these guys believed, I think. I think that, see, what I'm saying is that they're, they have fallen into the manipulation or the brainwashing that they, they have special bloodlines. Therefore, they're a part of this elite group that is, is, more, is uh, more valid than the, the law enforcement that we have out there because they claim they've been around longer. Hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're African American, Asian, Latino, Caucasian, you know, Muslim, Arab, South Asian, or whatever. If 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 you've been brought in under the belief system that you have a special bloodline, then it doesn't. You're going to get different groups of people. So long as they all have that same premise. So according to the article, it looks like they have written a letter to, I think, some police chiefs or something saying that, you know, they need to be taken over or something, I think it said. Um, what what prompted them to do that? I think someone led them to believe that it was time for them to show their hand, you know, uh, come out, kind of like. Like they had, might have been working as a group quietly, and then they probably got, they were set up to come out. That's what I think. I bet, a lot of, I bet a lot of those people in that group were used in targeting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, to target people, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Isn't it odd that during the time when all this civil unrest is going on in Baltimore, now they've gotten the okay to come out. Somebody should think that that's suspect. You know, maybe I'm just a conspiracy theory person, but to me, my thought would be, why are they using me to come out now when they're trying to look like they're trying to start a race war? That's just 
because then they they want to scare the the population that see there's this uh, other group of say African Americans who are part of this police force that thinks they're above the law, which is untrue. Does that make sense? It's all psychological. It's a psyops to get people to then fear uh, at one particular group of people more so than anyone else. Because look, they think that they're they're these elite police force. But you have to understand that the true, like you're you're talking about, that most of them are are generally Caucasian. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So they're almost trying to cover their own tracks by setting so up me, a group of three. Let me just read a couple of paragraphs of this. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up. So Happy Mother's Day, um, and then I'll listen. Okay. Thank All right. Okay. Thank you so much. You want Okay, Alda will be in the chat room. She's going to listen from the chat room. Um, okay, so it's a, a long, a lengthy article, but here's a little excerpt from it. Police became aware of the rogue police force after the MFPD, that's the Masonic Fraternal Police Department, that's what they call themselves. Um, at, so police uh, became aware of the rogue police Force after the MFPD sent letters to various police departments throughout the state of California to ask for meetings. In late January, the organization sent letters to police chiefs in Southern California asserting its legal authority and announcing change in its leadership. So they, they wrote a letter basically saying, we have authority and we're taking over. <laughs> um, officers who met with the group quickly became suspicious after their members failed to answer basic questions about the Masonic Police Department. Detectives conducted a thorough investigation in collaboration with several law enforcement agencies and determined MFPD was not a legitimate police agency. Police obtained badges, identification cards, weapons, uniforms, and police-type vehicles after searching the suspect's home. So they have police vehicles. So how do you know the police you come in contact with is not these trained speaking? Wow. They have their their own thing. Okay. Now listen to this. The Masonic, and this is according to their website, the Masonic People's website, the Masonic Fraternal Police Department provides services to Masonic sovereign grandmasters and Masonic jurisdictions as well as other fraternities, uh, sororities, and Greek organizations. Now, this wow. is what that says to me. So if they, if they provide services to these uh, masons, the grandmasters, um, and anyone under this Masonic jurisdiction and other fraternities and sororities, now that could be on college campuses, um, mm-hmm. and Greek organizations. So if they're providing services, this this basically these masons have their own police department. That's the bottom line. And these people are saying that they are the masons police department and they provide services to them. So many, 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 many targets who I've talked to believe that they were put into this program um, through some sort of mason or masonry because I know a couple of targets who are ex-masons themselves and they left. Wow. They became um, targeted. I know some people, their family members, their dad or, you know, their uncle or someone in their family are Masons. They have a lot of targets have some sort of So I'm thinking these, this MFPD, these police from the Masons, maybe they're 
involved directly involved with some targets targeting. Maybe. Don't know. But I'm just kinda making assumptions after reading this article. Okay. <clears throat> so it goes on to say we support all law enforcement agencies. Okay. So they're telling you right there they work with them. This is coming from their website. So it's telling you that they work with law enforcement. We support all law enforcement agencies. Our mission is to preserve the integrity, honor, and legacy of our founding fathers, Masonic organizations, all grandmasters, and their constitution by law. So they're upholding the Masonic constitution. That's what they said. I don't know what their constitution is, but that's what they're upholding and enforcing. We will uphold our sworn obligation to protect sovereign grandmasters and their jurisdictions. God bless the United States of America. That's what it says on their website. Then they go on further to say, we are not sovereign citizens, nor do we condone terrorist activity, sovereign citizens, or clandestine. Okay, and then here's something that says, the rogue cops official oath. I am fraternally obligated. I most solemnly and sincerely promise and swear to protect and serve and uphold the Constitution and bylaws of that Grand Master and that sovereign jurisdiction. So help me God. Amen, amen. Uh, fraternally faithful, absolute, supreme, sovereign Grand Master Henry, 32nd degree and 33rd degree. The um, the Masonic Fraternal Organization is the oldest and most respected organization in the world. The MSPD's website asserts, so that's what they say. Um, further, the force says it's descended from the first police department founded by the Knights Templars back in 1100 B.C. The Knights Templars were formed by Christian firefighters after the First Crusade. The religious military order became deeply involved in banking, Everything goes back to money. You notice that? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. But was dissolved by Pope uh, Clement the V. Um, however, some conspiracy theorists believe the Knights Templar persisted as a secret society long after it's formally disbanded. So it's supposed to be disbanded. Um, how does the MSPD differ from other officially recognized law enforcement agencies? The MSPD explains, the answer is simple for us. We were here first. We are born into this organization. Um, our bloodlines go deeper than an application. This is more than a job. It's an obligation. So hopefully these people don't try to take over the police departments um, but they said that they were they were the first police department and going to be the last, basically. That doesn't make any difference. Well, yeah, I know it doesn't. I don't know. Um, I've heard things about the Masons. I don't know firsthand about you know any kind of Mason stuff. But um, I did go to a funeral. Um, a friend of mine, her husband, passed away, and he was a Mason. And it was the most interesting funeral I have ever gone to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It really was because they had done a, a you know traditional Christian funeral, and then after that they had a Masonic ceremony in in the um, right there in the funeral hall. Mm-hmm. 
and it was really interesting. They came through with flags, and um, they said all this stuff. I have no idea what they were saying. I don't know what they were saying. Is the Twilight Zone interesting, or? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was different. It was definitely um, some ritualistic stuff going on. You could you could tell. It was. Now, it was some. Go ahead. Get this now. <laughs> it's funny that you would say that because a member of my family, my great grandfather, was Mason. So his funeral was creepy, like what you're talking about. But my grandfather was a Q dog um, fraternity, and to me, they, it was equally as creepy. They all had their <laughs> they all had their stuff that they do. It was creepy. I mean, you know, they come in and it's 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 just some weird stuff going on at the funeral. You know, I was a little bit younger. I was an adult, but I was a little bit younger. I was young enough to sniggle about it, you know. But I mean, it's just this drawn out thing that they do, and it. I was surprised to see the fraternity be the same way. And I absolutely believe that this is directly related to our targeting. I absolutely, because of their mindset, you know, I just the, the mindset of what they're saying is that we don't care so much about the U.S. Constitution. We have our own Constitution, you know, and these people who are sending these people out, their their loyalty is to that person. They're lo- they made it very clear that more than God more than the Constitution, more than their own family, their loyalty is to that grandmaster. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it just, yeah, pretty So Sorry. Yes, sorry. They, they are, no, no, it's okay, because like I said, I don't know much about it, so you can shed more light on it than I can. I just remember that funeral. It was almost like a parade. Mm-hmm. It was weird. They had all these flags, and it, it was it was different. It was very different. I had never seen anything like that. But many targets will tell you that they um, they have some sort of Masonic connection, which is interesting that you said your grandfather was a Mason because I'm telling you a lot of people will tell you there's some sort of Mason in their family. I remember the um, the stepchildren of this gentleman that passed away. They were adults by the time he passed, but he was their stepfather, but he had raised them. My friend met the Mason guy when her 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 um, her twins were adolescents that were probably nine or ten years old when she met him. So he raised them. By the time he passed, they were adults. And it was interesting because they both got up to honor him, you know, in his passing and say that they appreciated him, you know, marrying their mom and raising them and that they had a good life where it probably would not have been good if he hadn't come into their life because, you know, the mom was struggling and everything. And so he was good to them. Um, but it was interesting because both of them made reference to his um, to him being in the Mason. And one of them said it was the weirdest thing because we would be little boys and just asking him, so what do you do at those meetings? And he would never tell us anything, you know. And then they were like, we didn't understand why he wouldn't let us talk about it. And he would never answer questions about what he does there and why he couldn't take us there. And it was just strange. You know, so even as little kids, they instinctually knew that something wasn't right. You know, mm-hmm. they, couldn't, they couldn't get any answers out of them. And they were just little kids just wanting to know, well, what do you do there? You know, but he wouldn't tell them anything. So that speaks, that speaks to their secrecy. 
I mean, my grandmother was an Eastern star, too. So my grandfather, my grandfather was a Mason, and my grandmother was an Eastern star. Their burial ceremony was not quite as, you know, they just came out and did a little bit, and they went on. But, you know, the the the, the, the one and the cute dog one was, you know, yeah, they were a little bit drawn out. It was it was a thing, you know how it was a thing. So I don't know. It just makes me think about that when I when yeah. I hear that. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting article, and thank you for sending that to me, Alva. Alva sent that to me last week, and I just read a little bit of it this morning. So thank you, Miss Alda. Um, who, who was that just came on? Is that you, Lala? Yes, yeah. How you doing? All right. All right, just cooking lunch, listening. How's everything been going for you? Oh, everything's going great. We just got in. I took them out for a minute to get some fresh air. Mm-hmm. So we just got back, and now we're just... I'm on the call, and Samari's doing her homework, and Tay's outside. Well, good. Very, very good. Glad everything's going well. Yeah. All right. So do you, do you guys, what do you guys want to talk about? I don't have anything particular today. General, it's fine. That's, um, I think we're doing okay, just getting a lot of information, and uh didn't know anything about these Freemasons or whatever they call themselves. But how, who's to confirm or deny that someone just didn't make up a story and just, you know, because they had enough money and just made it into reality? How do we know this organization is legit? How do we know, how do we know it's not forged or, or just, uh, you know, something that someone just made up to to try and run society? I don't know. Uh, that's what Alda was saying. But according to the article, these um, this group of people had a sit-down meeting with the police department. So I, I don't know. Renata, did you get that email that I uh, forwarded to you from Derek? Yes, I did. I, I thought yeah. that was sad. I meant to mention that to you. Um, thank you for sending that. Uh, um, Alda, Alda must be on my on my brain. I'm trying. I'm trying to say Lala. Um, Lala is referring to, let me see if I can pull it up quick. She, it was in the newsletter, an FFCHS newsletter, I think. Let me see. Let me pull it up. I don't want to do words in anybody's mouth. I'll tell you what she's referring to. Do you mind me sharing what you're referring to, first of all? I don't care. Okay. And I did respond. I'm looking at um, my response to you. Anyway, she um, she sent me, forwarded to me, FFCHS. Um, I guess this, I don't know if this was officially the newsletter, but this was something that, that went out. And it, it's called May Director's Fund Month. Did you guys get that? It says, um, I'll just read it real quick. Greetings all. First of all, many thanks to those who have started donations to this fund per last Saturday's newsletter article. Your contributions are greatly appreciated. There was even a donation from Japan. The Japanese are amazing. The director's fund is the fund that helps me to help you. And this is coming from Derek. Um, It's not a fraud. 
Oh, excuse me. He didn't say that. He said, it's not a fund. It's not a fund. <laughs> oh, God. It was not intended. It was not intended. That was a Freudian slip. Let me take my glasses off. Oh, I said that wasn't intended. See, this is how these people can manipulate you. There, that was an example right there because that was not. Okay. <laughs> it's not a fund, F-U-N-D, where you get nothing in return. I'm here at your service nearly 24/7 to help many of you with questions, solutions, such as we have guidance, direction, information, home placements, emergency assistance, and more. I do the newsletter each week, send out announcements answer your emails, your phone calls, try to acquire information, uh, informative, excuse me, and enlightening guests and topics each week for our Saturday podcast, uh, chair two committees, chair the board meetings, organize the support groups, keep the leaders informed, and send their announcements, and much more. It may surprise you. It may surprise some of you, but this organization doesn't hold together of its own volition. It is work, and it's for you. And folks, at this time, there's not much else there for us. So, yes, I'm here seven days a week, holidays and weekends, tired or not, have to, really. Uh, someone has to do this for us, at least for now. Now, not that I'm complaining. It's actually a labor of love. Let's see what else he says here. Um, you may wonder why I'm not always friendly and cheerful. It's because I get to work with. Oh, I'm sorry. See, I'm going I'm messing this up. You may wonder why I am most always friendly and cheerful. It is because I get to work with so many of you. Because I am a people person. This is a motivator in and of itself, just so you know. All of you are appreciated, and although our situation may seem hopeless sometimes, I believe we will get through all of this together real soon. The good news in all of this is that this may be the last appeal for this fund for a good while. My computer is stuck, so I can't read the bottom of it. Um, I will basically just need to survive for the next three months, and I should be okay. So there's more down there, but I can't, um, my computer froze, so I can't scroll down. But anyway, I think he said this is the last time that he'll be asking. He says, I basically just need to survive for the next three months, and then I should be okay. So anyway, that's what Lala sent me and wanted to share. I don't know, maybe maybe you guys already got that in your email. I don't know because I don't get the letter. That's what it is. Lala? Sorry, my phone. Did you want to comment? I just read the newsletter. I think that's some bull crap. (laughs) 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 I'm serious. (laughs) And and what about the magnets? I I told him it's working for me. I'm not lying. Why come he hasn't told people about that? Okay, start from the beginning because people have no idea what you're talking about. All right. Well, I talked to Derek when I first found out that I should drain the, the signals out. I told him, he said, well, the the problem is is people are not wearing them properly. So, Wait a minute. Wait, Lala. 
when you tell a story, you have to understand that people don't know what you're talking about. So when you say, I told him that it drains the thing, what is it? You told okay. him that you use magnets to right. stop your V2K and it's really right. with your V2K. Right. Told him about, I told him okay, about that, and I told him that it really worked. Then he told me that he was going to try that. He said that there was a lot of things that was going on. So this was about, uh, let's say, a year ago when I spoke with him, or maybe 10 or 8 months, I don't know, something like that. It's been a while. So where I'm at now, my B2K, was it was kind of loud then. Now it's, I, I can bear, I'm like at 1%. So I know that he should, know, he, why come he hasn't told anybody why come he hasn't told anybody about the magnets because the magnets work for me? If they work for me and he said he was going to try it, that means it works for him too. Why come if he was trying to help, why come he hasn't exposed that? If we're all about helping people, right? Interesting. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Maybe you should follow up with him. According to this this newsletter, he has a lot of things going on. According, I don't know. Maybe you should follow up. I think I will, because I mean, like I, I mean, my whole thing is, I mean, if, I, I I know it worked for me, so it gotta work for other people. So right. if, we, if, if our thing is to try to help uh, to fight this thing, we're supposed to share information, right? So if right. you know something is perma, um is really working, that it absolutely works, you know what I'm saying? Then why are you not sharing it with the people? Question. Jerome, Jerome is trying to ask you a question, Lama. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's okay. What kind of um, magnets uh, are you talking about for? I got a rare earth magnet. I got it about uh, when I got here. I got here about two years ago, okay. and I didn't know. I prayed about it, and then I went and I seen. Um, I think I seen Sherry Shiner um, a website, but she was saying get a magnet for that weighs twenty. Um, that pickup weight of like twenty pounds. So something just told me I needed something stronger because I prayed a lot about it. So I ended up getting the rare earth magnet, the one that the, the strongest that I could afford because they got some that are that's more. But only one that I could afford. It's only like I think I paid like ten dollars for it. You have to get it off the internet. They don't sell them at the stores. So I ordered it, and then one day I had it on my my uh, on my uh, coffee table for I don't know maybe a week or two. And then one day I just picked it up, and then signals just started busting. Like the TV was doing all this weird stuff, and you could hear all this shooting going through the house. And it was just, it just really took off, but um, I something just told me to wear it. So I went and got this 99-cent bandage thing that, you know, back in the days when you broke your arm, they were it's kind of like cloth. Mm-hmm. And I would put that on, and I would wear it on my leg or on my foot because I first started off doing it on my foot. Then it started decreasing. So now I'm I'm at the very end of my targeting. Like they can't, they gave me everything. They gave me absolutely everything, and I mean everything. Like hearing, thinking I can hear people's um, mind. Um, they gave me holograms. They gave me the V2K. They gave me um, the recorders. I mean, you name it, I had it. They even had me thinking, you know, like I could hear sounds, talk, you know, all weird stuff. But anyway, so now that I've been doing it, like, it's almost done. I haven't been getting targeted. I haven't been, um, I don't get, I, I, I get a little bit of a hologram, but it's still in my system. It's still leaving. But I to, I'm almost done. Like, I, I can't hear nothing. Only time I can really hear is if I turn everything off, then I can still hear a little bit. 
or like if I uh, if I'm giving my daughter a bath, and then you know how you have that fan that's blowing. Mm-hmm. That background of the fan, it kind of make them louder. So, so that's where I'm at. Like right now, I don't hear. I don't. It's like I can't hear them. I can't hear them at all. Only if I just turn everything off and concentrate, then I can hear a little bit. So I'm still wearing a magnet. So my thing is, if he knows that these wear, they they work and they can stop people from getting hurt. Why come he hasn't shared that? That's kind I don't of an, that. that's an interesting point, though. Why wouldn't he? Share information. I mean, it's like a team, you know, effort. They're trying to help each other. So that's right. pertinent. That's that's important. I mean, that's, right. that's important information to relay. Right. That's all I was saying. I mean, it's free. I mean, you know, all you have to do is get a $10 magnet. You know, I understand what, what will be the problem. Why come he didn't put that in a newsletter instead of about him getting paid? Hmm. So stuff like that kind of makes me wonder. I don't know. I don't get their newsletters. If you wouldn't have sent that to me, I would have never read that. I mean, I have to say I know that it is, you know, it is work to do these things. There's a lot of stuff he put in that newsletter. I don't know. But I know a lot of other people um, participate. That's my treadmill, you guys, here, if you hear something. Um, I know that there are a lot of people that participate and take part in helping um, with FFCHS, so I don't know how that goes. I don't know. Well, like I said, the main focus is we we trying to stop people from suffering and from hurting, right? So if you know something and it's not coming out of your pocket, why are you not sharing that information? Because I'm doing it, and I know I'm a witness, and you a witness. Well, you, you haven't been here, but you talk to me every day, so you know I'm not making it up. So if if it's working for me, I know it can help other people. Oh um, no, the magnets, those um neo neodymium magnets, I have some myself. They definitely do help. They definitely do. They help with the tinnitus. That's what I was using it for for a while, but I just didn't stick with it. Um, and I've heard many people say that the uh, the magnets help. So what about some truth in that. what about radiation poisoning? Like they radiate me a lot, and sometimes it affects my speech and. Uh, it feels like they're attacking, attacking the front lobes of my brain and stuff like that. I don't know. If I was you, I'll, I'll get the magnet and drain it out and wear it for about a year or two. I'm going to wear mine for another year because I don't try, want to hear you nothing. Can, you can try it, uh, Jerome, because like well, I said, they're not that expensive. Now, the problem is you have to make sure you keep them away from your electronics, your television, your VCR, your cell phone, because it will deactivate them. Because yeah, and the, they, they had me like that with the radiation too. They blew yeah. me up, and then when I start coming off with the magnet, I'm like, I'm just gonna tell you. I know it sounds gross, but when, when I start wearing it, it seemed like I was a balloon, and I was being in, uh, like a balloon was, uh, what do you call it? We you know how like a balloon is big, and then it shrinks. Deep yeah, but it was in my anal area. Like it felt like I was coming down off of a like a car jacking. Like you know when you jack a car up. Mm-hmm. And then it comes down. It was in my rectum area. I could feel it. And I'm like, it was very weird, like a balloon, like I had been blown up. And now I was getting deflated. That's what it felt like. Hmm. You're always giving me gas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. It's right after, right after in my stomach. And, the the you know, colon. You get the colon with the diarrhea and stuff like that? Uh, yes, I do. 
Yeah, yeah. they do the same thing. As soon as I eat, I don't know if they use it to keep to try and get you emaciated or, or whatever. But they they do that a lot. You know, the diarrhea for me comes from those chemicals. I used to get these little white puffy things in my face, but that stopped too. I didn't know what they were. It, it's worth a try, Jerome. I can't remember where I bought mine. I think I bought mine somewhere off Amazon. They're just if you get more than one though, make sure they don't stick together because you won't be yeah. able to pull them apart. Really? Yeah, because that pull force is so strong. Yeah, because I got three that stuck together and I can't even get them apart. And they they will break your appliances and things too, so you have to keep them separate from everything. And they're heavy to like keep on your body. Lala ties hers on, I think, with a scarf or something. But mm-hmm. they're you know they're, they're really heavy to keep on you. But you can figure but they're out. they're not that heavy. That. They're not that heavy if you go to the dollar store and get one of those bandage things, the cloth ones, mm-hmm. and tie it. Hmm. Well, not tie it, but you wrap it. Oh, ace like, bandage. Yeah, ace bandage. You, they hold it up pretty well. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. Yeah, it's worth the try. The um for the did we, were you saying tinnitus? Um, what were you saying that you were trying to um get rid of, Jerome? They're just the colon thing. So as soon as I eat, they attack my uh. My colon that I can't keep the food down, it just goes basically right through my system. And when uh, sometimes when I have appointments and stuff like that, they uh, they attack my uh, digestive system. If I eat before I'm going out, they just make it, it just runs through my system. And they put a lot of strain on my bladder where I'm always urinating and stuff like that. Uh, Girl, what time does it, they um, get chemicals on you? Do you, do you notice any of that or you don't know anything about it? Say it again, James. We can barely hear you. Oh, you can barely hear me? Wow. That's too bad. Okay. How about now? now? Yes, yes. Better now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I find out that they they put chemicals on. Do you, do you have that, Jerome? Um, I'm not quite sure what's going on. It says um, it's, sometimes I get, like, uh, odors in my uh, where I'm staying, so it could be chemical. It could be doing the chemical well, warfare. The way you can tell, the... the um, uh, diarrhea is a symptom, and also uh, pinpoint pupils. You look in the mirror, you see that your pinpoints are pupils are very small, like pinpoints. Yeah. And if you turn a light, make it darker, they don't get whiter like they should. Okay. Like, well, and I can tell you how to find the chemical and clean it off. They get it on me, like I noticed this morning. This is kind of new. Um, I felt a drop hit my hand and or thumb, and um, so then I looked at my shirt, and I had these little spots all over it. So I went in with a black light. You can see this chemical with a black light, and, and I noticed that there was um, the spots there were with, you know, what they were getting on me. And so what they do is they get it on people before they go in the house, and when they go in the house, then they can. I, you know, you have to just trust me on this, or just you don't have to trust me, but you can you can verify it for yourself. But don't disregard it just because I'm saying it. But they can get it from those spots that they put on me to other parts of the house, like where you sleep, 
And, uh, yeah, they're doing, like, in the bathrooms, a favorite spot and where you sleep, like, o- over the headboard of your bed or on the headboard. <clears throat> and and um, they can see, it's like they're playing a video game. And it, to them, it's just the thing to do. And they get this stuff on my, uh, on my um, private parts, and it makes them itch, like, terribly. And uh, I always have yeah. to clean it off. What? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that a lot. So I, I don't know if it's mythology, but they say something about uh, them able, them able to uh, look for your, your, uh, your people, your optics, and actually use you as a surveillance device. Right? Yeah, they can do that. And, and um, yeah, cause, yeah, they cause can they, see better the more of this chemical they have on you. It makes you more yeah. electrically conductive. So it's. Yeah, because I've been trying to figure it out because every time I, I I'm like I get into a place there they always seem to be able to like they have a way of keeping an eye on me when I'm changing and stuff like that and it just well, can... just, just okay. seems a little bit uh, weird that they always seem to set up and I was going to invest in some equipment I am going to invest in some equipment like uh, counter surveillance like where I can run the uh, you know, to try and uh, scan the room, see if there's any bugs or pinhole cameras or stuff like that. Because yeah, I think it's worth all. Well. Yeah, it's a worthwhile. I'll investment. tell you one thing though is that they can they can disable things that you have like electronics. They can yeah, run they, the battery down in like two seconds. The battery could be like dead, or the thing won't work. Yeah, I do that to my cell phone a lot, and sometimes my video gaming system they freeze it and. Uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes when I'm on my, my gaming system, they turn it off, but it's not off. So they kind of, they slow down the hard drive and the mechanics of the of the, uh, of the the actual uh, machine, what I'm using. So, yeah, they do that yeah. a lot where they mess with my electronics and the TV. And there's a lot of, like, degradation in quality. Like, I've got, like, Blu-ray sometimes, and it's, like, not up to par that what the Blu-ray should be. So they do a lot of... Uh, you know, kind of, uh, I won't say defacing, but they attack. Mm-hmm. A lot of my appliances, are, you know, try and degrade well, and try and capacitate. Uh-huh. Yeah. I found that they could, like, remote into my Wi-Fi stuff. Uh, my camera, I'll be looking, trying to uh, trying to focus, and they'll start changing the little wheel around so I can see, you know, so I can't take a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, really happened. You know what they did to me? What? They, 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 okay, like, I guess they do something like where they can, they can kind of like, um, they can, um, when you look at something, they can kind of get the, I don't know how they do it, but anyway, when I would look at my, my, um, right before I would open up my door, my, they come in my home, they would make it seem like if it was a ghost in there. Uh, like it was the knob would turn by itself, but it's not the knob. It's actually whatever they're doing with the holograms. Mm-hmm. That's know. what they were. That's what they did. They try to make it seem like the. It looks just like the doorknob is is really turning, but if you go and look at something else that has like a turning thing on it, then you could kind of see where they messed up at. Mm-hmm. You tell that it's not real. One of the things I notice is like it don't take and make plastic move by heating it up. So, so it what is it? I couldn't hear you. But they can make plastic move by heating it up with, a, with their thing. And 
So uh, it sounds like something is rustling or, they, you know, they can heat stuff up. They can heat water up. They can change the dimensions of something to make, to make it move. I don't know about a doorknob, but I suppose it's pretend. I think what it is is they're able to move sounds, you know, like like they, they can take something that actually moves, and I think they can put that movement on the door. So when I look at it and match it with my eyes or something, and then it'll look like it'll, it'll appear like the door is opening, but it's not really opening. It's just them playing tricks again. Oh, yeah. I that yeah. But once you're able to see through their bullcrap, they kind of move on and try to go with something else, you know. They move on to they're the next. Always, always trying. <laughs> yeah, it, it, just, it doesn't look like it's an exact science. Like they're just like hit and miss uh, theory. They see what affects you, and then they just take it from there. You know, right? Like if, if yeah. they get a strong reaction, right? If you really hate open. something, they'll do that more. Yeah, exactly. Or like if they can see if you uh, if you're really scared of it, and then they'll really try to act on it. Yeah. A lot of it is that they're bored and they're just trying to save off boredom. You know, yeah. No, I think they get a buzz. I think they get a buzz out of trying to control someone's life. That's what I think that they, that they do. Yeah, I know they're really bored with me right now. Pleasure. Yeah. I know they probably hate their job right now. They probably like, man, we can't do nothing. <laughs> ain't buying it. <laughs> I try to not acknowledge them, but you know, I've had like. I get angry and call them names and tell them how much I hate them. You know, and stuff. And they seem to feed on that. If you don't say anything, they do it more. Because like I was listening to that video uh, on consciousness, being conscious and helping yourself. And I was writing to someone, and they, and, um, they seemed to, like, hate that. And doing, torturing me more. Like, right under my seat, they would heat up my butt with this thing. It would make it very hot, so I couldn't sit down. Heating up my spine and my muscles in my back, so I have a backache. You ever get that? Yeah, it's, um, they've also, I don't know if they're, trying to kill me but uh, it's uh, they do a lot of uh heart at, uh, like heart attacks where they attack yeah. my chest and my heart and they try and sometimes it seems like they squeeze it and there's a lot of a lot of uh pins and needles I guess for lack of a better way of describing it where there's a lot of needling in the chest where they're trying to promote a heart attack or something. And they do a lot well, of double like targeting in my chest, yeah. Chest pain. My heart feels like really like it's Working really hard and what yeah, exactly. goes up. Labor's a lot where you like you it feels like you're running up a hill, but you're actually doing nothing. You're just sitting down still. And they're trying right. to uh, give you uh, like a heart flutter or just trying to stop change the rhythm of your heart or something like that. Yeah, the meter they are though. The Something, you know, we should be able to, like, have our own protective service that would dispatch people to, you know, people's homes. You know, you can measure this with a with a directional meter that I use on uh, my smartphone, an Android smartphone for a meter, and I can tell right. where they are. 
right really? next door. Because either side. Because I know that there's some some equipment where you can uh, you, you can use it to affect uh, what kind of uh, things that they're using, what what gadgets they have. I know it's on their oh. phone, it's on their computer. Sometimes they can carry it. Because one of the locations that I was at, it's like the guy was bored and he uh, or he was just getting careless or just overconfident. Where he put the the uh, device on the counter in the kitchen, and it looked like a car alarm. Uh, where you activate your car alarm from, but he doesn't drive. He doesn't have a car at all. It was a little bit bigger than a car alarm, but it looks similar mm-hmm. where with, with different buttons and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're just, they're just what doing whatever they do. It's just kind of amusing. But, you know, uh, people yeah. say that it's not your neighbors, but I notice that it's almost always my neighbors. Yes, the neighbors, too. It's uh, where I live. They always seem to set up... Um, this guy in a silver Grand Prix with a really massive head. <laughs> you know, he's always around. He always seems to be, he gets there and he relays information, you know, to, um, I've been meaning to try and get his license by number. Like he, he, from, I don't know if he's like the guy, the top guy, but he is heavily involved in what's going on in my life. I think he's the one that goes around to where, where, where I'm going to be and he talks to people maybe neighborhood watch and whatever else, he relays the information to the neighborhood. And then he sets this thing up that when I arrive there, the people are equipped and they are instructed in how to do what they do. And I think they relay my file via email or whatever to tell them what's, what affects me and what they should be doing, you know, uh, in my life, whatever, whatever, my electronics, whatever, i.e., yeah. So that's basically the way it goes. You know, on the positive side, I uh, I haven't done this a lot yet. I did it a little bit. Make a video, um, like a DVD, ROM, and put things on it like uh, Myron May videos and uh, Jessica Tour's Brain Invaders video. Then, you know, if you can have something you can write up and give it to the neighbors. Because I think what they do is they go and talk to the neighbors and um, they tell them that we have to be watched. Mm-hmm. And that maybe they think that they're doing something good for the country, that they're, you know, terrorism. So if you, if you talk to them and, and show them this stuff, maybe they wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's, um, it seems that uh, that's just what they do. I guess... If you just live the way you live, I, I think there's nothing much they can do because people will get to know you what kind of character you are anyway, right? Because they're going to be watching how you live. I tend to stay in my house. Again? I tend to stay in my house. Wow. No, well, that's when they win. If you just sit in your house and don't live your life, then they're winning. Where do you, where do you go? What do you mean? Where do you go? Live your life. Go go to a movie. Uh, go to a park. Sit down. Do what normal people do. What do you mean? What do you do? Come on. Talk. Yeah, but <laughs> that's easier said than done when, you know, things are going to be done. You, it's almost like they condition you to know that if you're out and about, not only are they going to create catastrophes for you to where you may not even be able to make it back home. No, <laughs> you know. been some of my some of my situations to where they've done things where you'd be so glad to get back home by the time you get there, uh, and then they do things to your home while you're gone. Uh, no, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. yeah, they vandalize my stuff. It's like they they want me to be in my room all the time because they create paranoia 
this is my psychological evaluation. They want to, you know, try and promote paranoia. Because every time I go out, they always attack my stuff. They always vandalize my stuff. They vandalize my pictures and stuff like that, right? So when mm-hmm. they, they, they want me to be afraid to go out and just hang around in my room all day watching my stuff. That's the basically objective, what it seems to be the objective of, you know, what they're trying to achieve. So I just do my thing. You know, I go to my movies and, you know, I, I, I just carry on with my life because... Well, that's good, Jerome. Yeah, that's, that's all you can do, basically. You know, you can't, like, live your life around what they want because that's making... That's promoting victory for those guys. That's That's, that's like... You know, that's giving them permission to keep on doing what they're doing. Live your life. Do what you do. Go to a movie. Go to a concert. Go to a dinner. Treat yourself well. Exercise. Don't let them rob you of your life. You're only going around once as far as we know. So if you allow them to decrease your quality of life and decrease, you know, what you what you could be as a human being, they win. You know, if you're sitting at home... That's good. I appreciate that. What you're saying. And that's absolutely mm-hmm. true, Jerome. All the in the chat room says Jerome is right to an extent. You gotta live. Just be aware that they will be deploying tactics, but you still go out and do what you can. And it's true because just just think about this. If you give in to their agenda for you for your life, which like yeah. Jerome said is to keep you in the house and keep you from living your life and doing the things that you enjoy doing, which is mind control, by the way. If they can get you to do it, that's mind control. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, you're making their job easier. They don't have to send their ground troops and their foot soldiers and stalkers and what have you to harass you. They'll go put them on someone else because they know they have you where they want you in the house. Well, you know what I've rationalized is that these people get paid. The ones that are your neighbors, they're only getting paid when you're in your house. And the ones that are outside, they're only getting paid when you're outside. So they want you where you, you know. They, the ones that are you're outside, making they their want life, you there. You're making, you are making their job easier. You're making their job much easier because they have you where they want you, controlled and in the house. So yeah. they don't have to right. bother with you. They can go on to the next target because they... Yeah. You know, she's there or he's in there in fear. Live your life. You know, it, it, it took me, the light bulb went on in my head when I realized, okay, I'm doing what these people want me to do. I'm staying in the house, and now I'm getting microwaved in my house. You know, so they're still, they're still going to yeah. target you. They are. They're going to target you anyway. You're a target, and that's what that means. They're going to harass you. They're going to do whatever tactic they choose to do. They're not leaving you alone because you're sitting in the house. You're going to get the microwave energy. You're going to get the noise campaign. You're going to get something, you know. So you Mm -hmm. might as well enjoy your life. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. So just damn for doing, (laughs) you know. And, and yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a thing that I live by. Don't cooperate with the devil because what the devil wants is never good for you. You know? Mm-hmm. So just, just live your life. Go to movies. And just you know, gradually, gradually get back to the things that you want to do. Because like Brandy said, it is intimidating. You know, it is scary. You do have to be concerned about, well, some people choose to be concerned about some of the things that they're doing while you're not at home or what have you. 
But you have to understand that's their way of controlling you. That's the way they're they're putting that fear in your mind, you know, and before you know it, you're targeting yourself because you're sitting up worried about this and worrying about that. And, you know, it it is true, though, that they, it is, it is very true that they do do these things. But you can't, you can't let that, uh, you cannot let them dictate your life to you. You have to just, just go on and, 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 and live your life. You deserve to live your life. Yeah, that's it. It's uh, and for me, for for uh, in some social situations, when I have to talk, when I'm in a bank, they always attack my vocal cords. I don't know to make uh, to try and uh, promote uh, me. They decrease my character because usually I have uh, like a like a very deep uh, voice. So I don't know what they do, how they do, but sometimes it's just you know it comes across as not my voice, and they do this. When I'm in a social situation, and I, when I yeah. interact socially, you know, they attack my voice, they decrease my my uh, my quality of my vocal. That's another thing that they do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Sometimes on the conference calls, sometimes when I'm talking to people, sometimes if I'm trying to socialize or meet uh, with somebody or talking with my friends, they do it. Bam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. Jerome, you and I have a, a very similar things going on. Yeah. So. They, they, you know, there's only so many tactics, really. That's true. Oh, they, these people are just—you'd be surprised what they think up. It's just terrible, just uh, really weird with the uh, with the electronic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's one. There's these people. I I even know who they are. Some of them. One guy is uh, old. He's got his beard. He looks like um, Gandalf from the Hobbit. And I don't know. I think he's older than he looks. He's got a huge beard, and he walks with a limp. And he's old. Uh, you know, it, you don't really... It kind of throws you. Mm. Oh, who are you talking about, James? Some, someone who's... Um, Somebody who's doing this to me. Does he live near you? Next door. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's standard. Uh, the last, well, my situation is similar, but the, um, I, I rented a place, and then they, they moved, the land person moved perks in, you know, so they were targeting me all the time, every time I was home, and they just seem to, they don't have anything to do, because as soon as I come in from whatever I'm doing, working, whatever, they just start just, just they just ride on me, you know, and it's and it's just like all the time. This person was all the all the time. They're just targeting me. Boom, boom, boom. When I'm sleeping, when I sometimes I have to get up really early um, because I did uh, construction, and they will try their best to make sure that I didn't get like a good night's rest because you have to be alert because it's construction and you need to be rested because it's some laboring and doing this and that. So, yeah, they, they they targeted me when I was trying to get sleep. So sometimes I'd be lucky if I got, like, three, four hours. And they just hammer you. They just keep on hammering you. They hammer your joints. They just hammer you. They're squeezing your chest. They're squeezing your heart. They're attacking your nose uh, and your brain. They just, they just, like, they just ask you. Bam, bam, all the time. You know, just trying to keep you awake and just trying to, uh, you know, trying to mess you up, mess up, mess up your life. They're trying to control you financially and socially, psychologically, and spiritually. You know, they're just at you. 
like to say shift through all the time. Yeah, I was recently, uh, I was going to take a Tai Chi class with my landlord's wife does Tai Chi, and I was all set to go over there on Wednesday, like three weeks ago, and they started giving me the uh, the uh, diarrhea and hurting my back, so I couldn't do the exercise, and um, this is for three weeks, but I'm going to try and go no matter what this time. Yeah, you you need to go back and do the Tai Chi because that's in, as a martial arts person, as a person that's done, that does Kung Fu, I can honestly say, I can honestly say that it's one of the best things that you can ever do. I would promote that to anyone who's listening, you know, that they should go and enlist in some form of self-defense. Just whatever you can do, go to the Y, go to the recreation take a course and try and empower, try and get yourself increased and increase the, uh, it will, your confidence will be, you know, will maximize. Okay. So, yeah, you'll be, you'll be a better person. They're, they're, they're going to attack you because it's something that's moved in the right direction, it's moved in a positive direction, you know, because right. once, you, once you have combat training, it kind of decreases their ability to mess with you. I mean, they can run you over, but, uh, you know, that decreases the way that they can interact with you, you know? Mm-hmm. So... That's something that they will try not to, they will try to promote you not going. So they'll probably hit you heavy when you're going or you're trying, you're trying to go. In the right, shows. exactly, right before. Well, of course, because they, they want you out of there because Kung Fu training, it will give you powers. It will give you, you know, it will increase your mental, uh, your, 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 your mental ability. You'll be able to handle their situation better because you'll be mentally more alert, mentally fit, mentally more aware of what's going on and physically you'd be able to you know if three of them try and jump you maybe you know you have the physical training to uh to hold the line and uh you know just knock them out you know so they don't want you to to go in that direction because that's our men gives you increased you know uh uh human power it gives you you know it escalates your humanity. But it want so go back into it, man. It's, yeah, best thing you can do. Thanks. And that is the um that's the, um, that mental that mental uh, uh mental strength. That's the key to surviving all of this. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I know it's, um, I wasn't on the conference calls. It's, it's been a while, like, uh, you know, how long I've been missing. It's just, everything that kept me going was just my mental, my mental discipline. It's, um, you know, with the, uh, with the calls, it's, um, it's very supportive, uh, psychologically. It helps a lot. But, uh, you know, when I wasn't linked to you guys, I guess I got through it through just mental determination, mental training, mental, you know, mental ability. I'm just going to put that to my military and my, my gung fu training because it keeps you focused. It keeps you, it gives you a different headspace, you know. You look at life differently when you have, like, uh, gung fu training or yoga training. Which, which military were you in, um, Jerome? Oh, I didn't know Canadian, you Canadian. Oh, Canadian, didn't know yeah. That. For how long? Are you in Canada, Jerome? Yeah, Canada. I'm in Canada right now, actually. And and uh, you know, seven years I was in the uh, ground uh, ground 
uh, you know, forced. So okay. yeah, Canadian. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's you know, everything helps because um, you don't you don't know what you got until you need to use it. And the military, they they just grind you down to nothing and they rebuild you from from you know from the dust and you're just a different person. And that kind of mental strength that they that they just grind that they grind into you, it helps it helps so much. You know, so, so any kind of training like that is gonna is gonna be a bonus for you. You know, I promote it. I can only talk about what I know, and that's what I know. I've been doing it for a long time, and it's helped me immensely. Doesn't the military? At least I've heard that the military use like their own psyop tactics too on the soldiers. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. They, there's a lot of um, I would say mind control where they. Well, pardon me for saying they try to whoever whoever is the current uh, enemy. They try to control your mind to dehumanize. They try you. They train your mind to dehumanize that race or that that uh, political, you know, whatever situation. So, if, if for me it was the Russians back in the day, it was the Russians. So they used to use commie a lot, you know, commie this and commie that. It's never human or never Russian. It's always commie. You know, just that's what the military does. They control your mind to look at these people as in as uh, not human. You look at them as less than human. You know, for the Vietnamese, the Americans, they call them gooks and they call them zipper heads and stuff. Anything but human. Anything but uh, who they are. You know, that's one of the tactics mm-hmm. the military one, uses. One thing I realize now is like, that all the wars we've been in, even World War Two, I think even World War One was done for um, profit. Yeah. Well, of course. Guys, you know, yeah. so we're really, at least the U.S. is like, we're invading other people's countries. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, yeah, but, well, yeah, sorry, it's, um, I, I don't mean any disrespect to your country, but I'm just saying that as, as a part of, I was part of NATO also, so U.S. and British and France, so, you know, I'm just saying that, um, the military, in general, they use the tactics of they 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 promote kind of I guess it's mind control. They want their soldiers to not look at these people as human, you know. Right, and that's what they're trying to get the soldiers now to fire on Americans. They're, that's one of the things yeah. they're asking them when you fire on Americans. Yeah. I suppose they're getting rid of the ones that won't. Yeah, it's um. It's all about the control. So if you're if you're resistant and you know they uh, uh, you know they will try and mess you up, and that's that's one of the things I've always had in my own mind. Just like uh, our host uh, on this on this podcast, I've always had my own mind, and uh, I don't want they want automatons. So one one day I was in in a training exercise, and they they asked me to jump in a puddle. I said I laid beside the puddle. I didn't jump in the puddle. They want they want blind obedience. I don't know if they put that on my report. Psychologically he's kind of uh you know, he complies to orders but he does it on his own terms kind of idea. So I would I be looked at as, Yeah, they would look at me as a maybe an agitator and there was one time where I I wouldn't say I crossed swords with the NCO but he did something that was incorrect and I stood up and I spoke and it cost for the exercise, it cost ten people, nine people, plus me, their lives because he did it. He did an incorrect drill, 
and I tried to bring it bring it up to defense and I was uh I was you know I was abashed. I was I was brought down. And then when when people heard of this, it kind of made him look worse because they uh they actually said that input from the men is important and uh, I he should have listened. But um no, it's just things like that I think they put down on my report like independent minded, so maybe I was maybe that's from the idea they relayed that information and that could have led to my targeting too, you know. Because I don't want people that uh, are independent to follow blindly their instructions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody uh, mute your phone. Is that your phone, James? Uh, I just turned on the water for a second. I was just watching that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. There was something else I was going to say. Um, Totally forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, oh, I, I know what I was gonna say. I, I know, I know a target who um, who spoke up to um, a military superior. I don't know what his rank was, but a military superior, and uh, she was targeted ever since that day. Hmm. He, he he commanded her to sit down. And she said she wasn't going to sit down because she wasn't in the military. Her spouse was. Mm-hmm. And he commanded her to sit. And he was, like, all up in her face. And she didn't do it. And she, she was targeted. Yeah, so there you go. So that could have been from from my situation because I thought that I was independent. And I was uh, I functioned within the unit, but I had my own mind. Because if they say jump in the puddle, I said, I, I didn't say I will not do it. I went... I laid down beside the puddle instead of jumping in the puddle. I adjusted my situation, and they said, "No." They probably said, "Oh, not good. He's, he he thinks for himself," which mm-hmm. is, you know, which is, I don't know. They could, you know, they could look down upon that because they want people to say, you know, if they say charge, they don't want they don't want you to hesitate. They want you to charge ahead, and if you catch a bullet, you catch a bullet. So if you're mm-hmm. thinking, if you're thinking for yourself, then you kind of. You kind of decrease the, their program, you know, that they're trying to do on you because your brain is functioning. You're thinking individual, individually. So I'm sure that they kind of highlighted that. Some officers like that and some officers, I guess, they frowned on it. So who knows? That could have been from, they could have put in a report saying, you know, whatever corporal blah, blah, blah is blah, blah, blah. I don't know how they they stated or worded, but... Could have been. Yeah, I, I really don't think they want you thinking independently like that. They want you following orders. The military yeah. is very much about following orders. Yeah, they they want automatons. They don't want people that uh, that uh, that think in the, independently. But it's not that I didn't follow orders. It's the fact that I did it on my term. Because if you jump in the puddle, you're going to be wet all day, and sometimes we're out there all night. So when the temperature dropped, I would have gotten hyperthermia. So I thought about my safety first. That sounded wrong, but I thought about myself as opposed to, because there was no point to jumping into the puddle. You know, it was just, it was just that he was an authority and he just wanted to maybe see me do it. And I would, I did not do it. Like I laid, I, I went to ground, as you said, should lay down. 
but he, when I was running, when he said lay down, I would have been in the puddle. And I laid down instead of going through the puddle. So, you know, I imagine that they could have said, ah, well, that's not good. So, so there's a possibility that it could have started way back when, where they just started observing me. So, who knows? So how long after you left the military did you notice your targeting began? Was it many years later? or No, just it became more aggressive um, where I just I just noticed that there was a certain things going on in my life which just kind of didn't add up. You know, there was a, there was a situation in one of the places and uh, it just escalated. And uh, the guy lied, the land person lied a lot <laughs> about many things. And we went to court, and I won the court case anyway, because the judge, I, you know, I, I did okay, where, where I presented what was going on, and the judge made the decision in my favor. Because um, there was a lot of information that the landlord told the judge, but there was a lot of contradictions. He contradicted contradicted himself twice and I highlighted the contradictions as I you know and I presented my situation also and so they they just ruled in my favor and uh, he wasn't happy at all and I think my targeting increased that day I don't know what kind of connections he had but I noticed certain things started happening in my life and it became, the, the targeting became more aggressive you know with the with the head, with the uh, brain and and just stuff like that, and just, um, you know, it just seemed to be there was chemical attacks, and just stuff. it just escalated slowly, slowly. And I noticed that these patterns followed me wherever I went. And then there was one time I remember when some guy held up, he seemed to be taping me, and I was going to kick the camera out of his hand. I was going to knock it out of his hand. But he filmed me, and uh, about two weeks later, it became really aggressive, the targeting. So it increased, and then it increased again. And then I'm just at a level where it's just ridiculous, where I get the stalking and I get the, I just get all kinds of physiological attacks and psycho, you know, psychological attacks and stuff like that. You know, it's just, it's just silly, you know, but I don't give it a lot of power. I just live my life and I don't worry about it, you know. Yeah. I only have one life to live and I'm not going to waste it worrying about psychopaths and sociopaths and nitwits and uh, idiots you know it's my life and I'm going to live it and that's all I can do I'm just God gave me this life to enjoy myself and to you know I'm not overly religious but to serve his purpose which is you know just be just be kind if you can if you can help someone help someone you know if you can give someone food or if you can offer some assistance to someone just do it that's the way I try to do, you know. I try to live my life uh, I, I, best way I can. I live it well, best way I can. And if I, you know, if I stayed in my house, uh, they win. If I refuse to go to movies or socialize because they mess with my voice, then they win. You know, if I, if I, if I stayed inside and decided I'm not going to go here or there because I'm going to be targeted, they win. You know, every time you cooperate with the devil, he wins. So I try to live my life, and I try not to. I try to figure out what happened and how it happened and how it increased, but I don't put it. I don't give it too much energy. 
You know, when I'm thinking about it too much, I call a friend or I just do something different just to you know, redirect my mind. That's all they can do. Well, for for, for the people who, because um, I used to try to figure out, I would hear mind control, mind control, mind control. I would hear that term all the time in the community when I was new to the community, but I didn't really know how that word mind control showed up in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are wondering how that actually shows up, one of the ways, there are many ways, I should say, but one of the ways is, as Jerome described, if their goal is to try to keep you from leaving your house and you don't leave, that's mind control. They have successfully convinced your mind that you need to give in to those subliminals that they've been sending you, to that psychological warfare that they've been doing on you, and so now you're doing what they want you to do because of the fear they're putting in your mind. You're staying home. You're not going to work. You're not taking care of yourself. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Or you are, or you begin to do some things that they're modifying your behavior to do. All of that is mind control. You know, and we need to counter counter that mind control. And the way you counter it is you go out anyway. You live your life anyway. No matter what they're doing, you live your life anyway. As long as you're not, after practice it, as long as you're not um, putting yourself in physical harm, because you don't want to, of course, you don't want to, you know, be physically harmed. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a matter of you, I'm going to walk down the street or I'm going to uh, go to the store or, you know, whatever. There's no harm in anybody, and that's you doing what you want to do. If you want to go to the movies, if you want to go to the beach, if you want to, you know, whatever you, whatever it is that you do, that's you counteracting what they're trying to do to you, which is what we should be doing. You're not harming anybody. You're, you're living your life, which you are entitled to do. Exactly, yes. You know, and you may come home and find out they came in and moved something around. You know, many targets say that. But is that going to control you and stop you? Because I do know people who will not leave. I know several targets who will not leave unless someone is there at their house. Like they'll call someone over, someone that they may know. They'll call them over to um, to their house to house it while they go, you know, do the things that they need to do. That's no way to live, you know. And that's these people just exerting their quote-unquote, control over you, you know? And so just slowly, I mean, I, I, I've i been through that myself, um, especially with, like, going to the grocery store because, you know, attack of the shopping carts when I get there. But um, now I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't let that stop me from going to the store. I don't. I just go. And they still do their same tactics. It wasn't even at the store, but I was close to the grocery store. And they, you know, they do it each time. But I can't let that um, control me because I've done that for too long. I've already been through that. So, um, All day in the chat room is saying, if TIs do not like hearing the term mind control, explain that they have modified their behavior, which is a control factor. Behavior modification, another word for mind control. And how how is it how do they modify our behavior? More ways than one. But um 
for the person who gets the um, stalking is with all the tactics that they use, all the intimidation tactics, all the fear tactics. So that probably shows up uh, different for different TIs just depending on how they target you. With me, they like to use a lot of authority figures. They like to use police, um, any kind of law enforcement you could think of. I've, I've pretty much been through all of the tactics, which much, most of us have. Um, on last week's calls, I had the helicopters flying over my house. I used to use them all the time, you know. Um, so it just depends on which behavior modification tactics, which methods they are using on you, which largely depends on our reactions to what they do. You 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 guys already know all that stuff. They just keep it going. Whatever you're reacting to, they they intensify that because they know that that is what bothers you. What bothers me? The police follow me everywhere I go. It probably wouldn't bother you at all. I know Lala, it doesn't bother her at all. She'll tell me, you know, that it doesn't bother her. It bothers me on a certain level, not even really with the fear. They used to be the bigger part that bothered me. It bothers me because I don't like abuse of authority. I I don't like... I don't like abuse of authority. I don't think it's right. That's the level that it bothers me on, not like, oh, my, I'm scared. But it, it, I don't like when people abuse their authority. I don't think that's right. So now I have this stolen car. called the police hours ago waiting for them to come. They haven't come. When they do come, I mean, they're in on my targeting. So how do you trust people like that? You know what I'm saying? They're definitely yeah. in on my targeting. It's each and every... Oakland police in on my targeting? No. No, I don't believe each and every one is. The problem is I don't know if the ones coming to my door is or not. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure when they punch in my name to say her car has been stolen, some kind of red flag is going to pop up saying she's the target or something. I don't know. That's what I believe based on the way I've been treated by them. So, it's, you know, it's kind of hard, but they would have, some people in this position, some TIs would probably not even call the police because they're afraid. Oh, no, because they're just going to make my targeting harder. Well, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do when a car is stolen. But I'm just giving an example on how they um, can manipulate people or mind control people into not really even taking care of themselves, doing things that um, – any other citizen would normally do because some people don't want to have any police interaction just because of the targeting. You know, they wouldn't even report it. If something happened in that car, it'll be my responsibility. So it's important to report it. And I, I need to I need to add to something that I said earlier. I was telling you guys how Monday the big rig almost ran me off the road. That same day, that same day, um, a car slammed into the pole directly next to my daughter while she was at her school earlier in that day. A car um, tried to run my husband off the road that same day. When I picked my daughter from school, a car slammed into another car right next to us. So it was all this car, serious accident, running off the road, like for all of us that same day. So... 
these are the things that we have to go through, and I like to say this stuff to get it on recording, but these are the things that we, you know, that we have to go through. They have these running things and everything. But you can't let it stop you. What Jerome was trying to say, you can't let this stuff stop you from living your life. Exactly. That's what they want. Yes, sorry about that. It's one of their tricks is the, the old phone trick where sometimes I'm talking and they just the the the, the uh, telephone drops the signal, so I don't know if they zap the phone or whatnot. But uh, sometimes I'll be talking, and so it happens from time to time where I might be talking and it's just like I'm just not no 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 longer there. Where it just you know it just drops the uh, signal. I don't know. It happens. So I'll just say it's purpose. Yeah. No. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, don't 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 buy into their mind control tactics. But on the same token, do what's comfortable for you, because and I'm just speaking to anybody who might listen to the archives or whatever. Do what is comfortable for you, because we can say go on with your life, go on with your life. But there was a time where I didn't, you know. And so you have to do what works for you because nobody's going to have to deal with the repercussions of these people because they do increase the targeting a lot of times when you do try to go on. And nobody has to deal with that but you, you know. So, But just challenge yourself to trying to counter, you know, and go on with your life because you deserve to live your life. You really do. Amen. And let these people take it from us. Nope. That's God's job, not humans' job. You know, you you just there to enjoy your life. When God is ready, God is ready. And that's it. You know, man doesn't have any. He doesn't have decision how you know on your life. Man shouldn't end another man's life anyway. Just I'm just talking generally. A person shouldn't end another person's life. That's God's job, in my honest opinion. So when God is ready, God is ready. So. I will live my life the best way I can. I just enjoy myself. And I laugh a lot. And like I said, I'm still doing my karaoke, and they attack that a lot. <laughs> they just want to knock me off my karaoke because when I karaoke, I feel good, you know? And sometimes when I'm singing to myself, I feel good. So when I feel good, they feel pissed off. I hate to put it that way, but that's just the way it is. Yeah, they don't want you to feel good. They want all your waking hours to be spent on them. Yeah, talking about them. So, yeah, I just live my life. Mm-hmm. Sing, sing and dance and what not. And now I've got myself a girl girlfriend. So Are we'll you see how, Yeah, I got myself a little missus there. So <laughs> I'll see how it works out there because I'm sure they're going to be right there trying to break that up, right? passing rumors on about me or my character and this and that. So I'm sure they, they will be doing that where they try to intercept our, our relationship. Yeah, but I just take it one step at a time, and that's all I can really do. Okay, so don't brush over that quickly. Tell us more. Where would you meet her at? <laughs> I just met her. Uh, I was just oh, at a at a, what's a social function, and... Uh, and I met her. She was just like uh, hanging around and reading a book, and I just stirred up a conversation. And conversation went to coffee, and you no, know, we we talked for like 
I don't know, six hours or something like that. And I said, I'd really like to see you again. He said, okay, um, that, you know, it might be possible. And we exchanged numbers. And about two or so weeks later, I called her up. And, uh, you know, we've been just hanging out. We've been Did going she know about your targeting? Uh, no, she does not. I don't know. I'm trying to think, you know, if I should tell her. I don't know if you'll really understand what a TI is, you know. Um I don't know. Uh, I'm just trying to wage, you know, which direction to go with that. Because it's not something that you can say, hey, I'm a TI, because they'll say, what, you're a PI? I said, no, not a PI, a TI. So I'd have to explain it to to her, and I don't know if you understand it, because I'm in it, and sometimes I feel like this is the twilight zone, <laughs> you know? This is just a Rod Serling episode of Twilight Zone. You know, like I'm in the situation and I sometimes I don't, don't believe the situation. It seems so bizarre and so outlandish. It seems so... It is bizarre. You know, it's like in outer space because it's just like it's just a mind trip. It's like a, it's like a, you know, it's just out of sight. <laughs> You'd have to be in it to understand it. So if you... Okay, well, you're wrong. We, uh, not, to, not to bust your yeah. joy that you have or... I got some questions. We have to approve of her. <laughs> because because we because we care. We care. We have to approve of all TIs dating, okay? Because Yeah, it's, you know um, these people can send people. You know these people can send people. And that's yeah, very yeah. yeah, and I was I had that in mind too that uh, what if it was a lady that was you know a, a perp and they said so yeah, as a gung fu man, trust me, I I have my eye on all situations. I'm hoping for the best, but I am. My eyes are open, my mind is open, and I'm okay. just scoping. So, well, I'll keep you posted as how how it's going. Okay, good, Jerome. I know you're on top of things. We just care. I uh, I thank you. It's um I missed the. Uh, the uh, the support I really do and, uh, and you know we we have heard the stories and I think James is uh, I don't want to tell his business but I think James has shared with us before that yeah. he found himself in one of those situations am I right James I think it was you. oh my God yeah it was yeah. terrible he turned well, James, I was with us for seven years James let me were? ask you a question James let me ask you a question did what? you um when you first met the lady who turned out to be a perp, according to you, did, did you um, suspect anything out of the ordinary at first? And, and now that you look back, do you think she was a perp from the beginning, or did they contact her later and turn her into one? Well, I don't think she knew about it from the beginning. Uh, I think that they contacted her, and, and her personality was such that she was Kind of, uh, kind of um, either psychopathic or sociopathic. And then stuff, she was doing stuff like having sex parties at my house when I went wow. to work. And um, she, yeah, and she was doing things like uh, risk, risky behavior that was like um, that maybe she thought would that she would be caught. And she was like, um, people that I knew, she would have sex with them. And uh, I found pictures on my computer of 
of this stuff going on. And she she was um, knocking me out with something. So, you know, when I was asleep, she would have, like, I know this sounds weird, but it, yeah, it really happened. It really happened. Uh, I, uh, you know, it was just, it just threw me through a loop. It was, and it was okay, like so were, James, James, I didn't hear what you said. Do you think that she was a perp from the beginning or she turned into one? I think that she didn't know about it from the beginning, but when she okay. found out that seemed like she just fell right into it. If she was doing stuff that they told him to do her to do, she was she would you know she was having to go over to one of her friends' house, which I didn't like this person because uh, they were kind of sociopathic or psychopathic either way, but very very shallow person, and um, she was talking to the person's girlfriend. And I was hearing what they were saying, and it was stuff about me. And the the leading the lady that she was talking to would say, you know, she's right over there. You know, like you're talking too loud. And, and you know, she would just kind of like dismiss it. it. Like she wanted me to hear the stuff. And I, well, I, you know, I'm not much for being taken advantage of like that and being used. So I ended it pretty quickly. But it was, you know, I was with her for seven years. And I loved her, and it was really a, a hit on me. Every year you, you're with James, one of them, James, they something you, else. James, did you know you were targeted at that time? I did by the time I, by the time I knew, yes. And uh, But there was a time where I was still figuring it out that I that was happening, and I, I didn't know at first, but then I found out. So I was, I was just doing things to try and catch her, but then I realized I don't really need to catch her doing it in you know, the act because um, it's just how I feel. So I just ended it. It was, you know, it was crazy. She seemed to think that, like, she was going to be there forever. And she was doing stuff like trying to get me to fill out a will. Oh, you know, oh her, wow. You know, getting my house That's and all kinds of stuff. Sure. Like, like that was a big, you know, worry for her. What's going to happen if you die? What's going to happen if you die? Oh, that's terrible. So, I mean, do they, because I, I was involved with one, too, uh, before I knew, well, actually a couple that I, I'm sure of, and I, I know what they do and how they decimate your life. Do they use things about her to target you now? Because they still, this one that I, was, that I was with for a few years, they actually use things, you know, the kind of vehicle he drove, things about him to target me with now. No matter how much I try to explain to them that I really don't care about that because you know, you know. I don't. So they don't. try. They try to keep that bad experience, um, Brandy. That oh, they do. Yes. At the, mm-hmm. at the forefront of your mind. I mean, it's, they they go so far as they have had lookalikes like him. They have because he had a, a truck. They they all get around. They have the same kind of truck he drives. They try to, you know, have all the names. I can't remember. I was telling you they all had the same name, right? So, I mean, it's yeah. just ridiculous. He's from North Carolina. I was from a different state. So they over and over again just try to drive this North Carolina thing home. Um, 
you know, I'm from South of North Carolina. So, you know, it's just it's just to the point that they just keep going and going and going and going and going at it. I mean, he lived in Florida once, so now they follow me around with Florida tags. I've never lived in Florida. I've never lived in South Carolina. I mean, not North Carolina. I have lived in South Carolina, not North Carolina, not Florida. You know, but they just keep going at it and going at it and going at it. And, and you know, it's almost like even if you don't care, I thought, I mean, at first I thought he was the one that put me in the program, and I had to realize it was going on and that he was actually paid to come in, and it was just a job for him. You know, it was just a job. Oh, that's but I love cool. him. He didn't love me at all. So, yeah. so Brandy, yeah. when you look back, was he? do you think he was sent into your life, or do you think that he returned later? This is the weird thing about the narrative is for whatever reason, they want me to believe is that he's the one that put my name on the list. He's a military man. He's in the Navy. And of all the things that you were talking about, I can I can relate to. Um, because at times it would almost seem staged. I could, re- you know, looking back on it, hindsight is twenty twenty. So at first I thought it was him. I thought that's what he did was to find women. But looking at it later on, I begin to realize I think maybe – my name was already on the list, and he's probably one of those who the only women he dates are women whose names are on the list to make money. You know, I mean, he had cameras. He had the house wired up like we were on Big Brother. I mean, he had cameras everywhere. He had people at my house. He was knocking me out. I know what you're talking about, and you wake up two hours later looking around, like what in the world happened, you know, and everybody's looking innocent. And I caught him and realized that he was drugging me by accident by giving some food to the dog. And the dog started foaming at the mouth. That's how I realized I was being drugged. I didn't know anything about gang stalking then, but I knew Wait a minute. Hold on, Brandy. Wait. Did you say that he was drugging you and then the dog ate some of your food and was foaming at the mouth? Foaming at the mouth. And this is the weird thing about it. So I, I was afraid. I never really had a dog pet. You know, sweet dog, though. I put him in the room. I closed the door. When he came back, he was angry because he had to get a job. He had not worked the whole time we were together, but he he had to get one because I'd broken up with him. And needless to say, anyway, he was upset about that. So when I told him the dog was foaming at the mouth, anybody else would have a, you know, your reaction is going to be, why is the dog foaming at the mouth? I tell him I gave the dog some of my food, and he looked angry at me. He was ticked. He wasn't shocked. He wasn't worried about the dog. He knew exactly what it was. And I don't know if this was him staging it, but I did find my son's melatonin because my son's special needs. His melatonin bottle was empty. So I thought maybe he was knocking me out with the melatonin and putting that in my mm-hmm. food. But who knows what he was giving me. He was knocking me out, though. I mean, I was falling out every day for long periods of time. And I know he had people in and out of my house because when I left to go to the view shelter and I came back, the girl's clothes were still in my washing machine, and he was using my detergent to wash her clothes. You know, and so he came, of course, when I lived out there, he came and got the clothes and tucked them out really fast, but her clothes were there. So I know that he'd had the girls in and out of my house. He had people, I mean, by the time it was over, it was my house, and I was in a room with my son with the doors boarded up, and he had free reign of the house. And he wouldn't even pay anything. So, you know, that's, that's how I relate So I know, I, I feel your pain. And, you know, I'm, no offense to you, they were all named James. So I have, you know, they're trying to give me a complex about people named James. 
because I had to leave back-to-back my ex-husband and boyfriend and him, all named James, all really bad news. But I do understand not all Jameses are like that, believe me. But, you know, it's just, that's just how they do. So, so Brandy, let me ask you a question, Brandy. Why did why did he have cameras all over? Were they video cameras? Let me tell you how I found the cameras. I happened onto things. I think he really thought I was a lot smarter than, than what I was. I happened on the things by accident. The way I found out that he had cameras. Let me give you a little bit of a backstory. He was always getting packages. I thought he was doing baseball cards. I thought he was selling and trading baseball cards to get money for himself. Remember, I told you he didn't work. What he was doing was getting cameras. And the reason why I know this, that he was doing the cameras and, and the electronics, you know, on me and on my child, and the reason why I'm so sure of this is because one day there was a cord hanging out of the wall, hanging out of the ceiling, and I knew that there was – I knew I was being watched. I just thought it was just him stopping. I didn't know it was others involved. So just as a happenstance, I plugged the cord into the TV, and I saw a closed – you know how the closed-circuit camera looks? Yeah. I immediately saw that. That came up on the screen. You know, it was on there for maybe a, a few minutes, and it flashed off. So I had a friend of mine to come over, and she witnessed that, you know, there was some weird stuff. There was all kinds of weird cords up in the attic. You know, and so he had to do damage control, and that's when I called the police. I've never been a person to call the police, but I know he was quick to do it. I adopted that attitude. I've since learned that that was error. But at the time, I didn't know, and I called. Of course, they would never see him. He came to my door in broad daylight. Nothing happened because, of course, they weren't looking for him. But, I mean, it was Man. terrible. I mean, terrible. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I found it. I actually saw the video. Of course, they, once they realized what I'd done, they undid it. But, I mean, I had neighbors I would smile at. They would smile and talk to me. When he finished, they were rolling their eyes at me. And, you know, it was not very nice what he did. So he'll answer for it, though. He will answer for it. So how did you get out of that relationship? Was it easy or <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, I'm still fighting that relationship because we broke up. I, I, when we first broke up, I didn't know anything about it. He didn't show that side of himself. So my thing was, well, you know, oh, you can stay as long as you want, get you a job. Well, he turned a target in times a thousand. By the time he got done targeting me, within a couple of weeks, I was like, okay, you've got to go. He was using his child against me. So I had to end up having him evicted. That's when it really got terrible. You know, and so, you know, he left. He was still sending emails. He would say things to me on the emails, like, I'm watching you through a telescope in your window. Ha-ha. But it wasn't ha-ha. You know, things like that to make me think, okay, I was terrified. It started damaging my things. It started damaging the house. You know, you know the typical things. My mail, I stopped getting mail. The mail people started targeting me. I mean, I was being targeted and followed, and so I figured, okay, I'll just move to another state and start my life over. And, um, yeah, followed me to another state. It has since followed me to a lot of states. So, as far as I'm concerned, as much as I would like for that relationship to have been over because it's been years ago, he still has roped himself into my life and into my son's life. I didn't do anything for him except be a fool for him, but, you know, sometimes I guess that's, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, you can look at somebody and tell that they don't care. And 
I went against my better judgment because you can look in someone's eyes and tell that they don't feel anything for you. But their mouth says something else, and they, you know, they offer you what you want to see. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that they always, a psychopath or a sociopath, I'm, I'm not sure which he was, but they will put a mirror right up in front of your face and be whatever it is that they want you to see. And while you're busy feeling and being in love and doing this, they're basically just watching you and giving you back what they know you want to hear. So, yes. So can I ask you a question, and I'm asking this for the benefit of people who may be getting in new relationships and things. How did you meet him? Online, the way I, you know, I, I read a lot, because, again, I didn't know about game stalking. So when we when this first started with him, I started studying up on stalking. And what I found is that 90-plus 90, 90 percent of the people who are involved in relationships and end in stalking meet their, their other personal line. I don't suggest anybody in that situation get involved with anybody online. Let me just say that. And I'm not an expert on anything, but I am on that. Um, and, and But that's how I met him, you know, and it was strange. I should have caught on to it because when we met, he showed up early, and he didn't show up to my house. I was at a Walmart, and he showed up at the Walmart where I was. He said, oh, I saw your car. That's why I just came here. You know, nobody would think anything about that. Like me, I shrugged it off, you know, filled in the blank form. But he, he was already pushing my boundaries and catching me unaware, if that makes any sense. Hmm. You know, but you don't look at it like that until you know what you're dealing with. I mean, I shrugged it off. Oh, well, he just, you know, he saw my car and he came out of Walmart. He was sitting there on the bench waiting on me as I was checking out my thing. He knew I was there. You know, out we went. And he just seemed like such a family man, and he gave me what I wanted. We had the nice little family dinners and the little family celebrations together. It was just what I wanted from me and my son, but it wasn't real, you know. Yeah. And when I confronted him, which I also don't suggest you ever do with a sociopath or a psychopath, he admitted it to me. He just flat out said, well, you know, I did like you. This is a person we've been living together for three years. You know, at some point we're planning to get engaged at some point, or so I thought. You know, I did like you at one point, but, you know, after a while, it, I just did it. You know, so... Not give a long story, but I, I can completely understand what your pain, and I know now that they do have people who are raised from the time that they're children. You know, I could go over all the things, things his son, because he moved his kids in with me too. He didn't care about your dad. That didn't bother him. And his son told me. His son tried to warn me. His son said, well, you know, I'm sleeping on couches all the time for, for women. But And so when I confronted him with it, he had such a story and he made me believe that the son was just jealous and did, wanted to get rid of me. And, you know, he wanted his his adopted mother. He didn't want me there. And I bought it hook, line, and sinker. But, you know, I, I think back on that a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, I mean, he's bad. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you found your way out of that. That's good. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Jermaine got a really good idea. What? Hi, um, 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 oh, hi, I'm Daryl. <laughs> Elvira, is that, uh-huh. is that you, Elvira? Of course it is. Who is this? Okay. 
just Renata. Hi, how are you doing? I'm, I'm just sorry. Somehow we got on Renata's call. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's because yeah. you're Go ahead. No, I was just saying what a wonderful gift that uh, have come our way. Okay. And that we can do this in every state, have a house like that. Like what? But we have to be an example. Who am I talking to? This is your We don't know what, I, what you're um, referring to. I, I, oh my I God! How did I, I get on the conference yeah, call? What happened was, um, <laughs> the first, my you know, Jesus! <laughs> okay. See how did this happen? It happened because Ooh. um, I must have bumped the phones in my pocket, and I must have bumped the other call, and it went into. <laughs> oh my goodness! Sorry about that, Renata. You, <laughs> you, you must be in the middle. You must That's be right. in the middle That's of something. That really meant to happen. Trust me. I'm it's A-OK. Yeah, but I'm she a- was on just having a discussion already, and we just came okay, in. Okay, no. I think that's them. I just put on mute. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for that confusion. Um, I guess they were in a three-way call. Nobody didn't realize. Okay, so, um, Jarrell, we are definitely not trying to discourage you or any or anybody else who's in a new relationship. I just get so I afraid. I just get so afraid, you know? Yeah, me too. That, that's, that's one of my biggest concerns about uh, if I found someone, how do I know if they're not a perp? But you can't, like I said, we, we, we opened this conversation talking about fear. So what you fear controls you, right? So yeah. um, you can't cut yourself off from socializing, and you, we need companionship. We need, you know, opposite sex companionship, so yeah. or, or whatever. But uh, you know, you you can't eliminate that from your life because that again they would they they win, you know. So you have to live with a, with an open heart and you have to take a chance sometimes, you know, and leave things in the hands of God because who knows? Um, if she is, she is, and if she isn't. Then God bless, you know. Just go forward, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cautious. Yeah, I couldn't do it, Jerome. You were very brave because I just couldn't see. I would never be. I don't think. I don't ever speak it. Never, never. But it's pretty sure never. I don't think I could ever be in another relationship with anybody. Yeah. But that is what they want. You know, they want you to be isolated and alone and no companionship. And Jerome is correct. Everybody deserves companionship. Everyone who desires it. I have talked to people on these calls who say they have no interest in relationships at this point yeah. in their life. So if you don't yes. desire it, that's fine. But if that, that, you that, desire that. a relationship, I feel that you are entitled to that. Um, yeah. Everyone deserves love. Everyone deserves to start a family if that's what they want to do. Some people want children. Some people don't. Um, whatever, you know, whatever it is that the person desires, I feel that they are deserving of it. Now, that's where, that that's where, said, mm-hmm, go ahead. Yeah, that's where we left off. I was, I was uh, I promised to start a dating site, and I wanted to hook up with no. some TI women there. That was, that was one of my objectives to, because that's the safest situation to uh, to have It's just, T.I. watching T.I., they're watching each other's I, I thought back. about it, too. I, was, I thought about doing that as well, you know, back then. But then I um, I just, I, I 
didn't want to be responsible because it's so hard to know who's the real T.I. and who's not, you know Exactly, true. And I just, I didn't want to have that responsibility. But with any relationship, here's my best, my very best uh, relationship advice that I can speak of. Number one, have God in it, you know, so that he can guide you. But number two, don't ignore the signs. And that's whether you're a T.I. or not. Because most of the time when something happens, and you look back, because hindsight is twenty twenty, and you look back on it, the signs were already there. We just chose to ignore those signs because we were in awe of the person or we were infatuated or, if I can be blunt, the sex was good or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> blunt works, yeah. Blunt. yeah. I'm just, just keeping it real, for real. Uh, yeah. Or we don't want to be lonely. Or uh, that person was helping us financially. Or, you know, whatever. Don't ignore the signs. Don't ignore when somebody is um, calling you out of your name and then they laugh it off, oh, I was just kidding. Or that person is staying out all, all night. Or in the case of a target, things are moved around in your home and that person is trying to gaslight you. Or I think everybody knows what gaslighting is. If, if you don't, look up the movie. It's a very old movie, but it tells a lot about um, the psychological term gaslighting. Don't ignore the signs. Be honest with yourself because these people have the potential to really do some harm. As James has said on other calls, this person he was involved with, he ended up in jail for a while because of things that this this lady had done to him and how she had set him up and things like that. So don't take any of that lightly. Don't ignore the signs, you know. Um, Up to you whether you reveal to them you're targeted or not. I personally think at at some point, once you see the relationship getting to a serious level, I think if it were me that were involved with the target, I would appreciate knowing. I think that's only right because I think it is that person's choice to whether or not they want to deal with you. And I think it's selfish if you don't reveal it. I'm not saying reveal it from day one. I'm saying if you feel that this person is a keeper, I'm going to be in a relationship with this person, I feel it's only right because I would want to know. Because now you're subjecting this person to a different lifestyle that they're not used to, and they can probably end up targeted as well. So I would, I would, I think it's only fair to let it be their choice whether or not they want to be involved with a person who has all this continuous turmoil in their life. That's just me because I sure would want to know. And if I like that person enough, I'd probably, you know, go for the ride, you know, but I would let them know this is something that's happening to me and it's serious. And then that's also, you know, a testament of whether that person perhaps is going for you. You know? It's bad that we have to do that. You know, we have to tell them that, like, it's a habit. We have, you know, if you have a habit, you need to reveal that to someone and, it's almost like we have to explain it like we're the ones doing something wrong. And it just, anyway. Sorry. It's okay. Okay, one second, you guys. Just hold that thought one second. Um, For those of you just joining, because some people, quite a few just joined, thank you guys for joining. Um, We are actually going to be ending in about five minutes. We started early today because of Mother's Day. So we started at 1130. I sent out the invite, and the the time for today was on the invite, 1130 to 230, which is the standard time. So my family is being kind enough to let me take out of the 
activities that they had today to do this call. So I started early, and I'm going to end in about maybe about five minutes, five or ten. I might can stretch it a little bit. <laughs> they haven't come out here to, to bother me yet. So um, anyway, just to let everybody know. So we really didn't have a topic today. We just I call it TI Talk. So go, go ahead, Jerome. Were you going to say something? Or Brandy, were you guys going to say something? No, I just, uh, she was, uh, she seemed a little bit discouraged about something, but, um, yeah, it's just, um, I I think we should keep it within the community. If this doesn't work out, uh, watch out, ladies. I might be (laughs) coming across the border to find me what I can find, you know? But you know what? It's funny because a lot of people on this call don't know Jerome. Jerome is, um, was here from the beginning, I believe, uh, very close to the beginning. This has been going on almost four years, and Jerome's been here for a long time. But he, he was gone for a while. He was going through his, his own things. He lives in Canada, and he was gone for a while, and last week he came back. But for those of you who don't know Jerome, Jerome is a ladies' man. <laughs> <laughs> Jerome was looking for a boo. He was looking for a boo years ago. So sounds like he's booed up now. He found his he found him a boo. And Mama Renata is being mother bear right now and we need to check her out. We need to make sure that she is who she says she is. We don't want no hurt feelings. We do not want Jerome to be hurt or anything. You know, it's just everything is so magnified when you're targeted, right? You guys feel that way? Like mm-hmm. These things should be, you should just be in bliss. Oh, I found somebody that I really like and somebody that I can spend time with. And just, But we have to go through all this extra scrutinizing and trying to figure out is this person real and are they sent to me. It's, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Renata, I wanted to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. I just saw your text. I'm sorry. Um, I just uh, looked, and it's like, oh, I have a text message, and I saw that you sent it this morning, and I just didn't see it, so I'm so sorry I'm here late. Oh, no problem, no problem. We're just going to go a few more minutes. Um, You and I had a conversation the other week. You called me. Um, We were talking about, you know, the prayer. You know what we were talking about. We were trying to find this particular prayer online. And I had mentioned to you something about, I don't know how we went from that conversation, and then we started talking about chakras. And remember that, Nancy? Yeah, yep. We had a, just a brief conversation about chakras. I don't even know how we got over there. And um, and you mentioned, well, I don't know if that's right, Renata, because their symbol is a snake, and, you know, researched that a little bit, and I said, well, those are energy points in the body, and, you know, God made the body and all of this. So anyway, I don't, I didn't really research it, although I had it in the back of my mind on my to-do list in the back of my mind that I was going to do that. But for some reason, I started researching um, meditation because, as all of you know, I meditate, and I meditate a lot, actually. I meditate on a daily basis, and it really helps to keep me grounded and everything. So I started looking up um, scriptures on meditation, and it was all stemming from that conversation you and I had about chakras. And I'm saying all this to say 
I have began to rethink the whole meditation thing because I started, based on the conversation I had with Nancy about the chakras, I started looking up, I started, it came to my mind, well, what does the Bible say about um, meditating? And I knew, I, I knew the scripture that said meditate on um, on the word of God day and night. Mm-hmm. I knew that. And that's where the power and, is. I have found well, it. That's right. where the power is. Right. And it so will clear scripture, everything out. Right. And so for that scripture, and I do do spiritual meditations as well, but so that scripture led me to look for other scriptures on meditation. And I noticed one thing in common. All of them basically said meditate on the word. And so I'm starting to rethink meditation. So these last couple of days I've only been doing spiritual meditation. I've not been doing any other kind. And I was never into the mantras anyway. That's just not me because I know that that is a whole different religion and I didn't want to go there. But I was doing other kinds. And so I think I'm going to just stick with the Christian meditations. Well, so, what thank I you think me. works so well is just pray beforehand <laughs> to whatever you need at that particular time. And um, I know, you know, when I've been in these life-threatening situations and opened it up, um, there's some very powerful ones that, you know, the Holy Spirit's available for everyone. So I don't have, you know, everything for everyone else. God does. But if you do have fear, uh, it's 2 Timothy 1.7, and it's like, for God does not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And if you meditate on that, it will clear out all the fear. And it is just a miraculous thing because this this whole system feeds off of fear. So I've just learned there's different things that I've been led to. And if I meditate on the Word of God and he gives me <clears throat> something directly, when I open my Bible and I go right to it, if I will meditate on that, that is where the true power is. And it can stop a lot of the targeting, too. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I wanted to tell you, I forgot to tell you, all week long I was like, I need to call Renata and tell her this. But last week you said that it just kept coming into your spirit about this is the, door, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Honey, yes. I had the same thing. It was oh, like wow. a one-day thing where I had that in my spirit so strong. And you know it's not the targeting. There's a difference when they're trying to, you know, harass us with something in our mind. This was from the Holy Spirit, and it was just like, that's my sister Renata. You know, God is like, we're on the same wavelength. It's a holy wavelength. And I just want to let you know that that is exactly what I had all day long. And then you was it the same day, like, Was it the yes, same day? You yes, last Sunday. Oh. Last Sunday. Oh. So That's I just incredible. thought that was a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful that thing. That is incredible because I, I, I always have my scripture prepared. And actually, I didn't do my scripture today. But I always have my scripture prepared for the call. And, in fact, in fact I had two scriptures uh, last Sunday because I kept going back and forth, which one should I do? But... I 
ended up not doing either of those two because that one that you just mentioned, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. For some reason, that scripture just was laying heavy on my heart, and it kept playing over in my mind. And I said, okay, well, I already have two scriptures, Lord. But that one kept (laughs) coming to the forefront of my mind, so I said, this is the one I'm supposed to share for whatever reason. Yeah. And yeah. so that's when I shared it. And, you know, that's a good – and that, that's incredible. <laughs> we have that kinship there. But um, that is a good way to start your day. And I try to start Absolutely. my day that, that way most days. I say, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it, period. No matter what, no matter what happens, what? This, is, this is the day he made. And so um, it's good to have a scripture in our hearts. It really is. Well, thank you for sharing that, Nancy. It feels good. And thank you for bringing up that you never, this is the thing, you guys, when something comes in your mind, you should share it, even if you feel that it's going to offend someone. Because when Nancy told me that about the chakras, that could have easily offended me. It didn't. It didn't. But it could have. But it didn't matter to her because she was being obedient to what God was telling her to do to share that with me. And all she did was share it with me. She didn't say it in an offensive way. She just shared you might want to rethink that or do your own research is what she said because their symbol is a snake and it goes back to this religion, you know, and the things that she shared with me on that. And that was it. That was it. Yeah, I feel like it's our job to plant the seeds of truth. And if other people, I'm not going to push anything on anyone, but if you just plant those seeds and let the person make their own decision about it, then we've done our job. Because, you know, I am not going to condemn other people and put other people down or whatever. I'm just going to, you know, uh, like I did. You know, I knew that because um, you know, in the Bible it says the spirit of truth that the, wor- the world cannot receive. And that's why it says we will be hated by everybody. Because if you're going around with the spirit of truth just trying to plant these seeds, only other people that... Um, are open to that same spirit of truth are going to receive it. Well, the thing about that was, the thing about you sharing that about the chakras is that I didn't even go further with the research on the chakras. That just kind of left my mind. But for whatever reason, it prompted me to look into the meditation that I was doing. So I thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. And it's just, you know, it's out of love, and I'm not condemning anybody. I just... There's things that we don't realize, and when we, you know, share um, what what the Holy Spirit has brought to us and we pass it along, um, it's very important because there's things people have said where at first I, I was very doubtful, and then I did my own research and prayed on it, and they were right. So people mm-hmm. perish for lack of knowledge. So, you know, if you can pass on some, some wisdom, then that's a good thing. It really is. And, yeah, sometimes it's going to piss people off. I'll give you an example. Here at the house, (laughs) there's two different people that were saying at different times, look at the northern star. And, um, you know, it's like, well, that northern star is actually a satellite or a drone because it moves around, and it's not the northern star. But, you know, it's like you try to tell people that and they're just like, oh, you know, all this cursing and all this kind of stuff because they don't want to hear it. But then Mm -hmm. if they do their own research, they're going to be like, oh, wow, there really are satellites and drones out there that look like stars. But, you know, (laughs) I just expect that people are going to uh, not be receptive to the truth because the people cannot 
You know what I'm saying? And and I think we've all been there. We've all had something where somebody said something where we didn't believe it, and then we found out later that it is true. And then here's the thing. Um, everybody's truth is different, and I respect that because I can talk to 100 different people a day, and everyone is saying, but I have the truth, but I have the truth. So like you said, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's, I've come to realize even when trying to um, tell people about your targeting, maybe family members or loved ones or friends or anyone you're trying to expose this to, I have come to understand, to realize that it is not my job to convince. It's just simply my job to just simply put the information out there. Just put it out there in an informative way, not me trying to prove, not me trying to convince. I'm just putting it out there. It's up to you what you do with the information. Exactly. Plant the seed, plant the seed, and God will do the watering. And with that, he does the watering in his own time. Because In his own I, way, too, right? In his own In his time, own way. His own way. I can mm-hmm. remember people sharing things with me, and I'm like, get out of here. I'm not trying to hear that. And then years later, what they said came back to me, and I realized, oh, my goodness, what they were saying was was the truth, you know. That's but right. it didn't – I wasn't ready to receive it at that time, I guess. It didn't mean yeah. anything to me at that time, you mm-hmm. know. So you just put the information out there, and they do as they will with it. You did your job. Well, I love- What's the messenger at that point? Well, I love what you were saying about your mom. I mean, is she still alive? Yes, she is. Oh, good. Well, I mean, it sounds like you had a mother that was very grounded, and uh, that gave you a really good foundation about things that, you know, my mom was not aware of as far as uh, how to handle certain things. So that's that's awesome. You're very blessed that uh, she taught you the things she taught you. Well, my mother uh, was and is a very spiritual woman. She's always been a Christian, so I was raised in a Christian dysfunctional household. <laughs> yes, Christians can be dysfunctional too. Absolutely. Uh, but she, and, and, and then part of that was, um, as the Bible says, you should be equally yoked one to another. So when you marry, and part of that was my um, stepfather was not, he was a Christian, but he was not walking in it at that time. Now everything's beautiful. You know, they're both equally yoked at you know, now. But back then yeah. he was he was not living the Christian way. Um, but my mom was. So that's that was that's where a lot of the dysfunction came in. But my mother is a woman that is full of wisdom. And if I can get any one trait from her, it would be her wisdom. Because she's extremely, extremely wise. And uh, most of us have someone in our family like that that's just full of wisdom. And wisdom comes from, um, partially comes from experience. It, co- it can be passed on, you know, from other people, but it also comes through hard times like we're going through. This is, we, we get yeah. wisdom. We're going we're gonna to have wisdom to pass on to those who come after us just because of all the experiences we're having and, and um the fact that we have to use different thought processes to get ourselves out of situations and and into situations, into things that we may need, we have to think harder than a, than a lot of other people. So we have to use wisdom and critical thinking skills and all kind of every other skill you think of, we have to utilize them on a daily basis. So we should be very wise people 
full of gray hair at some point. <laughs> you know, what I found, what I found, you know, they say like, gray hair is wisdom. Gray hair is wisdom, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I'm getting a lot of gray hair, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, let me tell you, honey, um, what that's something that you know when I've opened up my Bible and I've started reading and everything that. Wisdom is actually a spirit. There's the spirit of wisdom, and especially Mm -hmm. in Psalms and Proverbs and all that, it talks about to pursue wisdom because it's Mm -hmm. more precious than gold or silver or anything. And, you know, I didn't realize that. That's the thing. Because of what they put us through and us turning, you know, to to the truth of, you know, what what this is all about and all, um, that's what I just prayed for. It's like, you know, God, give me that spirit of wisdom. Give me that spirit of wisdom. And um, he will. If, if you have all of those um, negative things closed off, um, we've all been through traumas, we've all been through different things, and that opens up doors or some people say portals and all that for this technology and for these people to harass us because they're Luciferian. So once we have all that shut off, and we just go to the wisdom, it is just incredible um, what he'll show us individually. It's available for everyone. But There's anyway, a scripture. Um, Proverbs is the book of wisdom in the Christian Bible. And uh, there is a scripture about speaking, knowing when to speak, using wisdom to speak. I have to find that scripture since I didn't read a scripture today. I'll try to find that real quick because I'm going to have to end the call. But anyway, again, thank you so much, um, Nancy. Thank you. Just, just know that the Lord used you in that manner, as he did. And you too. But I just thought that was so neat last week when it's like that was what my spirit was so full of was that same thing. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And then when you said that that's what came to you, I'm like, okay, that's my sister in Christ. We are on the same wavelength. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it wouldn't leave my mind. I was like, I better do this scripture. Something's going to happen to me. I <laughs> and I don't believe that. I'm just kidding when I say that. I, I know. I but, know. But, no, that was really speaking with me. So thank you. All right. I'm going to find some scriptures on wisdom real quick, too. Okay. Does anybody else want to say anything before we close? Oh, I hate to I hate to close, but I have to. I'm going to be in trouble with my family. They're trying to do some things with me today. Anybody want to say anything? Anybody? All righty. Let me see if I can find a quick scripture here because I didn't give one today. I know there's one. Let's see. You are an inspiration to everybody that, you know, you are still married and you are still um, close with your kids and everything because that has been stripped away from almost all TIs. So you just, you know, keep that nuclear family strong, girlfriend. I mean, that is the most important thing for you. Well, you know, um, thank you. Um, You wish, as a mother, you wish you could keep them three, four, five years old. You really do, sure. especially when they're, when they're being targeted so that you can have some say in their lives and some control over what's going on in their lives. But, um, you know, they grow up and they, they leave the nest at some point. Um, so that's when I'll be on here crying every day. 
<laughs> I will. I will. I guarantee because I always I already cry about them leaving and they're not even gone. So I can imagine what's gonna happen when they actually leave because you just wanna protect your children from, from all this stuff, you know? Yeah. You really do. You really, really do. Any any parent will tell you how they just wanna protect their kids from from everything. Any good All parents. There's a lot of unfit parents out there. The good parents, yeah. But it's so sad that so many people grow up in homes where, you know, they just don't have a loving parent. It's just so sad. Yeah, that's true. Um, Proverbs 4. Brandy, are you there? Proverbs 4. Five, yes, I'm here. I'm trying to get my phone off of mute. <laughs> I have a question for you since it is Mother's Day. Um, so what is it like to be a, a parent of a targeted child, or do you feel that your child is a targeted child? Um, yes. It's, <laughs> you know, it's funny because a lot of people say, well, you're, you should feel happy because you have somebody there to go with, go through it with you. But for me, I have somebody that I – they they constantly target me with the, you know, we don't have anybody else, so we're going to take you out of the picture, and then he's fair game. You know, mm-hmm. I, I battle that all the time. And, um, you know, he has special needs, so it, it it's a lot. Um, I, but I still feel they, I, I'm very shocked they even let me have them. <laughs> and I'm so high I am, and I'm so grateful to have them. I love him so much, you know, I just feel and like we have a bond. So. It's very obvious that you are extremely close to your friends. I've talked to you on and off of these calls, and you are a great mother, very good mother. Thank you. Thank you, you so much. I really I like you. I think you're a great person, too. I've heard you on the calls, and um, you always make me laugh. You have such a good sense of humor about this whole situation. I remember when you were saying you were telling them, you know, they didn't even have to make you a CEO. You did all this for a gift card. <laughs> oh, God, you say that. You say that. I did. I did. I haven't had one this week, but <laughs> and I just forgot about that. It's true, though. It's true, you know. And that laughter, oh, boy, does that ever break this up. Laughter is so important. Yeah. Um, let me see. I had a couple questions I wanted to ask really quick. Yeah, I'm stretching it out for ten women. Um, Lala, are you there? Anyone who's a mother? Yes, dear, I'm here. So, what is it like being a targeted mother? And when I say targeted mother, I'll say for myself, is uh, very stressful. Uh, and I'm not even talking about watching your kids being targeted. I'm saying. The fact that I've had to um, hide or mask my emotions to appear strong in front of my children, even when I'm feeling weak. Um, I've had to make many sacrifices, which mothers do. I think parents do. I will not take that from fathers because fathers do as well. Um, but it's uh, not only is it hard watching your children being targeted, but just trying to be that strong person in the midst of being targeted yourself. Is that hard for anybody but me? 
<laughs> that, that's hard. And then let me throw another yeah. question out there. Let me throw yeah. another question yeah. out there. So being targeted, watching your children being targeted, that's one put, um, scenario I'm throwing out there. Um, trying to be strong yourself when you know you're being targeted, but keeping that strong faith in front of your children and trying to model um, certain behaviors for them going through the targeting. Um, but there was something, that, oh, for any mother who may be listening or any parent, any father um, who may be targeted by your children, by your children, your children are in on the targeting. Believe it or not, it happens. I've talked to many targets who feel, and some say they can prove, that their children, adult children, and some minor children, have been in on their targeting. What is that like? Because you gave birth to these children. Or if you're the father, you had a part in them coming to this earth as well. And now they've turned and they're targeting them. How does that feel? Just putting it out there for anybody who wants to answer. In the chat room, you can type your responses in. That messed up. That would be really devastating maybe, you know, to have your own flesh and blood turn against you. Yeah, that's horrible. And not only your flesh and blood in the way of siblings and things, but your child. I know, like, uh, my son just got here, and about <laughs> when he got here, the night, I say the, I think it was the second or third night he was here, they tried to make it, they had recorded his voice. Like, I heard it really quick. You know, it's like they recorded his voice. I heard it, like, first thing when I woke up, and they were trying to use my son's voice like he was in on it, but I knew it wasn't true. Mm -hmm. How old is your son, my love? 23. And he came to stay with you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is he targeted? Mm -hmm. I know the answer to all these questions, by the way, but I'm just saying because other people don't know. He is targeted? Okay. Mm -hmm. Is it hard? Is it hard for you as his parent? Watching them mm. being targeted. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna order another magnet. Um, but I got. I'm in the process of moving, so I gotta wait till I get ready to move because I don't want it to get stuck in the mail. So I already explained him, and he's been seeing some weird stuff since he's been here. Um, he ain't seen the TV, you know, do all kind of weird stuff or orbs and all this stuff, and he hears signals being broken and see them coming in, you know. But he, I don't think it quite get him yet. Like, I don't think he know how serious it is. I think yeah. he's aware of it, but I don't think he knows how serious it is. And um, they have also done some things to him, too. But I could tell they need him to go to the dentist one more time. They're going to have him. So that, that brings tell. up another question when you said that he doesn't know how, how serious it is. So that brings another question to my mind. For those who know people who it's obvious to you because you, you're, you've been targeted for a while, you know the signs, you can kind of identify when you see someone else being targeted, you're like, that person's being targeted. You know, maybe your loved one, your child, your family member, a friend, whoever. Mm-hmm. Is it better if, okay, so you try to tell them, you know, it's a possibility you might be being targeted because I've done that myself with a family member who I clearly know is being targeted. Um, but they don't really receive it. They're just like, oh, okay. You know, like they act like they understand everything. But then they never bring up the subject again. They never, they don't want to talk about it. Is it better that they don't know 
or is it better that they know? It's better. I think. Well, I think it's better that they do know. But like with my son, like he he was on the phone when I was telling him. Like when it first started happening, I was telling him what was happening, and I told him what they were going to do. And he kept saying, "Mama, I believe you. I believe you." Then I said, "Tay, I said they're going to come after you too, because every time someone that seemed to uh, believe me." I noticed that they come back and tell me that they did something or made them see a ghost or something like that. And then um, I warned them. I was like, hey, they're going to come at you. And I said, they're going to try to come at you with this gay stuff. And sure enough, they sure did. So now my son is trying to figure out what's wrong with him. But I told him, I already know what's wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong with you. I'm like, that's not you. I was like, if you knew what I knew, they load signals up on people because they did it to me too. When you go to sleep, that's why you don't know what's going on when you wake up. You know, so um, he still don't get it. He kind of get it because he see he don't have a choice. Then he mm-hmm. sees when I turn the power off, he sees why is it still light, you know, in the hallway. And what is this down here? You see two little eyes like a shape of a box. You know, I got it on my Facebook page. And um, he's like, what's that? I was like, that's how, I was like, see, that's how they talk. I'm like, this is where they love to be at right here behind the TV. So it's kind of like he gets it, but he ain't really getting it. You know what I mean? Lala? Lala, yeah. let me ask you, when you said that gay stuff, do you mean that they're putting those thoughts in people's heads? The reason I ask is because my brother was a straight man, and all yeah. of a sudden he turned gay. And after that, he had this hatred for women, which he always loved and respected women. And, you know, uh, they Nancy, completely changed his second. character. Nancy, excuse me one second. I'm going to step away from the phone, you guys. I'm going to see if you're not ready. Maybe I'll have a little bit more time. So you guys go right ahead and talk, but I'll be away from the phone. Okay, sweetie. Anyway, is that what you were talking about, that they send the the, uh, mind control to turn your son gay? Yeah, they did that to me, too. They tried that. That was one of the first things that they had did to me, um, but I didn't know that I was being targeted. That was one of the first things they did to me. And I didn't understand it because it's like I found myself watching videos but I always liked it men, you know. I found myself, you know, just wanting to watch, you know, uh, videos with women, but I never was a, like women or was it attractive, you know. So that little plan didn't work for them, you know. And so then they tried something else. That's when they really started coming out. So I had already told him. I was like, this is what they're going to try to do. And it's like surely exactly what they try to do. Oh, wow. You are so intuitive to realize that that's what's going on. You're the only one I've heard talk about it. It's something that I was thinking about happened to my brother and has happened to so many people uh, mm-hmm. that they're and they actually don't sending these signals. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it, the, the, the whole thing is is getting in your uh, the, sub, sur, the whole thing with this whole mind control is getting down in your subconscious mind. That's, yep. that's, that's what they try to do. And like me, I'm to the point where I have, I've, I've been fighting them for so long in my subconscious, like I naturally do it, so they can't mess with me. Like I just naturally, yeah. I just naturally know. So like for me, I'm just being honest, like, like I don't get targeted no more. Like if I am being targeted, I'm not aware of it, but I'm not getting, I mean, like everything is ceased. Like for me, it's just ceased. I broke their signals, right. everything ceased. Like, I don't entertain them at all. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so um, I've been wearing, I wear the um, the magnet for, for 14 months, and I think I'm going to wear it for another year because I don't want no signals. Like, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want none. 
I don't want them right. doing anything because I don't trust them. And um, I met this guy recently, and um, I really, really liked the guy, but I kind of noticed something now. I noticed one day they gave me a dream, but I could tell that they try to imitate what he looked like because I remember the person, he had like a red hair and a mustache, but they, it looked very similar to him. And then today I woke up and it was kind of like my feelings for him wasn't the same, but I know that's not true. So I think they try and you know they trying to do that, but it's not going to work. It's all about your subconscious, like that. They need that. They need that more than and once they can get in there, they pretty much got you. And if, you, if they can't get past that, then they they pretty much screwed. Hello. Hello. I, I'm still here. Oh. What happened to everybody? I don't know. I'm still here. Dean Mitchell in Toronto. I'm still here, oh. too. Oh, okay. I don't know. What happened? Well, can I say something about what you said? That is so true. You know, uh, what gets me, too, is when they put those thoughts in your head, then they'll try to torment you about it. Have they ever, mm-hmm. you know, then they'll start trying to accuse you of stuff or call you this or call you that mm-hmm. when they're trying to get you to change your, you know, you know. I remember one time when it first started, it was something, I can't remember what it was, but they were like, but you will never admit it, though. And I was like, wow. I, I just shut up. I, I was like, whatever, because I'm like, maybe that's what you want me to say. But whatever uh-huh. it is, they wanted me to admit something, and I was like, oh, whatever, I'm not going to say that, you know. Good night. That's so wicked. <laughs> That's got to be one of the wickedest things I have heard. I mean, but not. I mean, it's, it's daily life, but it's just, you ever see somebody dig a ditch, kick somebody in the ditch, and then stand there and point at the ditch and say, oops, you fell in the ditch. Look at you, shame on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, the, the, their biggest thing is that gay, that gay, uh, what is it, the gay um, agenda. That's their biggest thing. It seems like that's the first thing they want to try with you is the gay thing. Mm-mm-mm. That's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, plus they see on what you dream about and stuff like that before you even get started. They're already watching you and seeing what you're doing. So they kind of much can kind of figure out what you like and what you don't like. Then they try to use that against you later. Mhm. You're right. These people are very sick. What's the? Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Yeah. You guys still there? Yeah, we still here. Hang on one second. Oh, I lost connection on my phone. Then maybe that's what we were hearing, because <laughs> it was getting really, really quiet. It seemed like everybody was cut off. Oh. No, people just be quiet. Oh, okay, somebody's trying to. Hello, I just unmuted somebody. Hi, this is Donna. Hi, Donna, how you doing? Is this Renata? 
It is. It is. How are you? Hi. I'm sick. Uh-oh. I'm living in a situation where I'm pretty much on my own, and um, I spent the night in the hospital the other night because of what's being run through the house. Did they yeah, find but, out what's going on with that, um, Donna? Did they find out what kind of chemicals you're breathing in? They said uh, that they'd never heard of uh, that kind of a test before. Okay. The formaldehyde test. But that, that makes a lot of sense to me because there have been uh, stuff washing through the underneath of this place. And then uh, these spots on the rug come up and that could very well be. And But... Uh, it's bizarre, like, the only thing the lady of the house has smelled is, like, a real strong, heavy perfume smell in my room. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and that's what they did before is, like, like they hear everything that's being said. And uh, they'll take and they'll play on that. When she says, I smell this, then they'll really uh, cover up what they're doing with that smell. And... Like, feel like I'm just eating perfume now all the time, and I can't. Okay, I'm so, breathing so, it. Donna, so, Donna, even if they did not do a formaldehyde test, did they do any kind of testing to try to figure out what's going on with you? No, I went to the I went to the hospital. I spent the night in the hospital that one time. I was so upset I went to the wrong hospital, and then. Um, I went to my doctor a couple of days ago, and they checked my chest, and he says, oh, your chest is just clear. And I've been coughing up big wads of stuff, you know, since I went to the hospital. I mean, it's bizarre. The medical is bizarre. And my, my chest is tight, and I'm having a hard time breathing. But, oh, my chest is really clear. <laughs> so I guess and they I didn't, didn't give you that. anything for the breathing. They didn't give you anything. Uh, no. Oh my! You know you're I, entitled I, to a second opinion, though. You know that you can go to another hospital. Uh, well, that didn't happen at the well. The hospital that wasn't. Um, they were more concerned about my sleep deprivation than anything. Um. It's like they're not checking my chest where where the congestion and everything is. Well, go to another doctor, Donna. Yeah, why? Well, you know, I have the. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm not happy with any of these doctors in in California. I had a really good one in Arizona, but um, like, I just wonder if I'm even going to make it out of here. I'm, I'm back to that again. I'm sick, and um, well, within your within your medical plan, you should be entitled to see another doctor, and you're probably going to have to really assert yourself and not take no for an answer and say this. First of all, do your own research on the internet before you go back to what you think. You know, to your particular symptoms, there are websites you can put symptoms in and see what you come up with, and then tell the doctors, I'd like to be tested for this, this, and that, 
but do your research before, and you just have to really assert yourself and kind of demand that this is what I want to happen. You know? Yeah, I I think you're right. I don't know if that's going to work with my insurance, but it it sounds a good thing. Um, uh, I've already changed doctors once, but they're all not so good. Um, uh, I don't know what I, I I don't know what to do. I I feel like I've really exhausted everything, and um, you know I've always been a really strong Christian, and um, I'm at the age now where this is like taking it taking it all from me. Um, everything's been taken from me. You need to uh, you need to stay upright and just uh, do the best you can. Just keep on moving forward. Just don't uh, don't uh, be overcome by what's going on. If you're a good, strong Christian, hold on to that and just uh, and just keep on moving with God. You know, just let Him be your guiding light and uh, and don't give up. You can give up. That's not an option. Is this Donna? You have Is this to Donna? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Donna, it's Nancy. I wanted to invite you to um, the Bible reading call because we just take turns uh, reading out of the Bible. We do different books. And um, I promise you, every single person, when we get on there, we feel like you do now, low with energy and all that. And just um, reading and taking turns and everything, it lifts everything. So Karen has a call on Saturday, and now she's going to start one on uh, Wednesday. And you're welcome. Everybody is welcome to come. And if you don't want to read, you can just listen. But it's amazing how when we come together, there's so much more strength than when we're trying to, you know, do this on our own. Nancy, can you text me that information when you get a free moment? Not, not now, whatever. Sure, sure. But for everybody, it's on Saturdays and on Wednesdays. And her call is one three zero two eight eight, And... Um, it's at four o'clock my time, so it'd be two o'clock Pacific. On Wednesday um, Saturday. Both. Uh we've always done it on Saturdays and uh, no actually I'm sorry, it's at three o'clock. Um It's at one o'clock here. Right. Three o'clock central, one o'clock your time. Um she made an announcement last night on Derek's call at the very beginning of when she's going to do it on Wednesday. So maybe that's where I'm getting confused. But um, anyway, I'm just saying that when we come together and we just take turns reading, it is just amazing. All of us feel so empowered and so good, and it clears out everything. So uh, I would really encourage people to come because the more, the, the more people we have that stand together, um, the better. Because... Lord knows they certainly are organized when they come together to, you know, pray against us. So they true? know they know that good is stronger than evil. They know that. That's why they have us isolated and make us think we're less than and do everything they can to destroy us. Because when we come together in the Lord's name, it makes all of it stop. It's it's the answer. Well, you know, I don't know if you heard what I said on the call last night, but I actually hired a kid to ride along with me while I did my errands, and I don't have the money to do that. I had I had to pay him fifteen dollars, and I'm yeah, living on my social that. security. 
I don't have the money, and they got me twice anyway. And uh, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm sick. This is chemicals. And I'm afraid they're going to just kill me like I'm some kind of a bug. And uh, what destroys me big time is that it's running through this house, and she sits in there in the bedroom with the door shut. Doesn't affect me. So it's got to be in your head. Or else you figure out how to fix it. It it, it just destroys me. I mean, I, I've known this person since 1973. I know. That's the heartbreaking thing about being targeted is everybody seems to turn on us. But that's why <clears throat> calls like this one are so important because you're not alone. We know who you are. We love you and care about you. And, um, you know, it makes a difference just to know even if it's a voice on the other end of the line, that you're not alone, we believe you, and we know what you're going through. But, well, this um, is I the thing, Nancy. I, mm-hmm. I know I can't stay in this, and, and they're not going to let me stay here. They didn't want me here two or three years ago when I was here. They drove me out, and now they're doing the same thing again. And uh, I really don't have a way to go on this. And, I mean... When everywhere you go in a town and you're getting chemicalized and and then you're sick and you're it's in your living situation too. Can, I, can mean, I can I make a suggestion? Why don't you get a mask, a medical mask or something to to help well, well, alleviate the problem? Maybe that would help. That way you don't ingest as much chemical. It does not help. Who's this? The mask does nothing. Well, try, try. Try something. Try. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is very negative. You're putting on negative. She doesn't need negative. So why why didn't she just go to a hardware store and and check? By saying what you're saying, and you don't know what you're talking about. I beg your pardon. You need to shut up, please. You need to shut up, right? She should look into uh, look into masks that will. Yeah, shut up. You're very negative. I'm telling you, honey, yes. I get it, too. I get it really bad. I got it so bad, I got a yeast infection from it. So well, you need, to, you need to research masks. I mean, masks can stop chemical effects. It depends on how much you want to, um, but, you know. You can get a military see, mask or gas. There's various kinds of masks. Research masks. You're talking about in cases of fire, this, that, or that. We're talking about a 24-hour living. Then okay. do the best you can. <laughs> If you wear a mask, most of the or some of the day, alleviate some of the tension that you're going through, or you know, with, with the ailment, with with the with the chemicals, you know. For, what are you talking about? Who are you talking about? Well, excuse me, I came from the military, and when we deal with chemicals, we put on masks. So don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Do you Thank get you. Do you get chemicals? Are you living with that 24 hours a day? I used to, baby. So that's why I'm saying that's what I adjusted. That's what I did is, is to this, adjust my situation. Are, are, are you, are you uh, what's his name from Luke? Is this Luke? No, it's not Luke, and that's not Luke Skywalker. It's Dean from from Toronto. Ooh. You're Luke from Miami. That's no, I'm not Luke from Miami. I'm Dean Mitchell from Toronto. Yes, you sound like him. Anyway, yeah, well, luck, lucky him. I would <laughs> like to speak to the lady, if you don't mind, please. No, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't don't rip her down. She's she's down enough. Come on, stop. Give her good advice. Don't don't rip her down any further. Oh, I don't think she's gonna rip me down. I think 
No, I don't think that's the deal. I I appreciate the help. I I mean, I appreciate you trying to help me and stuff, but it's like... um, Hey, Renata, how much longer are we going to have with you, sweetheart? Renata? Oh, my goodness, I did a whole bunch of talking and my phone was on mute. I just did a whole long long spiel there. But what I was saying was that... um, I muted everyone because I was trying to say something, but I couldn't get a word in edgewise. I'm not sure how the argument broke out, but this call, the premise of this call is support, and support is not chaotic. It's harmony, us trying to support one another. So as at this moment, we were trying to support Donna and what she's going through, and I wasn't listening closely, so I don't know what happened there where um, people started arguing, but if we could just respect each other, it doesn't mean that one person is right and the other person is wrong. Donna may be getting um, some some useful advice from everyone who's giving it to her. So let's not attack each other. I don't like to keep people on mute. That's not my style. I like to interact. I don't like to censor people. But if, you know, we're going to argue, then I'm going to have to mute everybody and unmute everybody one by one which is not my preferred way of doing things. So I'm going to unmute everyone, and you guys can continue talking. If we can just respect one another. And as the elders say, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> that's the best way to do it. That's what I, I always that that's, that's what I heard growing up. You don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Renata, now I have that song in my mind. There was a minister that I thought the world of who, uh, he's a chaplain, and he's from um, Liberia. And just, oh, my gosh, what a good brother in Christ he has been to me. And uh, he used to, um, off the services, okay, he has somebody that's doing interference. 
Huh. I don't know who that is. Um, Bat Baby in the chat room says it's bad enough to take crap from perps. Don't need to take it from each other. Amen, Bat Baby. That's true. Okay, you guys go on with the advice that you were giving to Donna. I well, I just wanted to finish what I was saying, Renata, is that uh, now I have that song in mind. Um, this is the day that the Lord has made. <laughs> you know that That's song? Right. Yes, I sure do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I just think that's so cool that we're on the same wavelength. But I want to let Donna know that you do have options, that Karen said she does have the masks there. If you want to, uh, she'll give those to you for free, um, and she just lives a few minutes away from you. Um, so you can try that. If it doesn't work, no harm, no foul. And then also, Christina does not get the chemicals, and she has a room available, so you could move there. She does get targeted with the electronics, but... It could be that she's implanted for that. I don't know. But you do I at am. least have friends and options. Uh, well, I'm not sure. I've talked to Christina, and she's not sure she ever wants anybody to live with her again. She's not sure. Okay. But, I mean, we've talked about it, and I should probably give her a call and talk to her. Um, I'll tell you, this is really, I've, I've never questioned my confidence in who I am and what I do. But I'll tell you what, this is throwing me for a loop. I mean, they've totally smeared me as a person. I mean... Oh, me too. It, it, it's like... I've been in the newspapers and on the news and one of uh, the county's most wanted. I mean, they have really done a smear job on me. So I hear you. How do you hold your I mean, in, in your because community. Because I know who I am. I know do, who I am. And do you everybody, have people that know you? Well, I don't want to get into that because, you know, they'll tear it apart. But um, the main thing, you know, and when they have stalked me and tried to, uh, you know, put me down and everything, um, you know, like, oh, you're just nothing and all this kind of stuff. Um, There's one girl and she was in the military and she was just harassing me. And um, when she kept, you know, going on and on and on, I just turned to her and smiled. And I said, oh, really? Well, I am a precious child of Almighty God. She ran down the hall and she never bothered me again. So that's the thing. All of us, whether you believe or not, we're all created by God. And all of us are precious children of Almighty God. And when you know that and you take your power back, you know, it's it's sometimes a daily thing because, yes, they they absolutely will tear our lives apart. But, it, you know, it doesn't matter what people think about you. You are precious. And well, the thing is, Nancy, is my, my uh, livelihood depends on what people think about me. And if everybody thinks that some pervert's working on them, uh, you're not going to have a clientele. And it, it, I, can't, I mean, I can't even get past uh, the... Um, little young pipsqueaks that manage the place now. Um, see, if you don't have a book, like there's a lot of places I could get hired if I had had a book. But that's pretty well been taken, my clientele. So I'm looking at another thing now, different thing. Anyway, it's, I know. It's, we've all I, been I'm there not trying to get you to fix it or anything because it can't no. be fixed. No, but I want you to realize that you 
you are under attack, as we all are, and if you live by faith and not by sight, there will be a window or a doorway, and you just have to be sensitive enough to know where that step is that you need to take and go for it. So, you know, just remember, live by faith and not by sight, because it looks hopeless, but it's not. I think, I think, you know, I think it's the most evil thing when people try to take the very breath that God gives you to breathe. Is, is that not just incredible? Yeah, these are Satanists. They're Luciferian. They can't, they're uh, doing the bidding to steal, kill, and destroy. That's their MO. They get power from it. They get money from it. But what good is it if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul? That's why I think it's so cute what Brandy said to that perp. She's like, they didn't even have to make you a CEO. You did it for a gift card. <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Bad Baby gave us a YouTube video. What did you say? Bad Baby in the chat room gave us a YouTube video entitled Deliverance Prayer Against Secret Societies, Freemasonry, and the Occult on People. That's the title of the YouTube video. It's 34 minutes long. Thank you, Bad Baby. Um, I have a question. It's very important. Go ahead. Uh, my children, uh, grandparents, were Masons and Eastern Star, and uh, what is the difference, because I didn't do well by them, what, what is the difference in Freemasons and Masons? I, I thought they were the same. I don't know. There's probably people on this call that know much more about that than I do. Does anybody know if, if Freemasons and Masons, are they different? I know Freemasons and Eastern Stars are different because one is a male group and one is a female group. The Eastern Stars are the females. But Maybe when they reach that certain level. I have no idea. Does anybody know? What is the difference? The question is, what is the difference between Masons and Freemasons? Are they the same? Is it a certain degree or a certain level that the Masons are on to where they consider themselves Freemasons, or is it the same? Let's ask Google. <laughs> Actually, I don't use Google. I use Xquick. Let me put in. Let me see if I can figure that out. And who's asking that question? Is that Donna? I'm asking it because um, that might be a reason that I've had a lot of trouble in my life. Between that and Mormonism. There's some Masons in your family. Well, yeah, my my uh, two oldest sons' uh, grandparents were Masons in Eastern Star, and um, when I went up to live by them, it was like, you know, between Mormons, and I hadn't thought about the Masons thing, but, you know, if they fall into the organization, I mean, I before I even knew about the organization, I knew there were a lot of branches to it. Uh, and 
I knew that something, I knew that there was a whole lot of people involved. Seems like there's more people that are involved than aren't. aren't. And it seems like if they're involved, uh, they're involved, and if they're not involved, they're just plain stupid. It, that's the way it's starting to look to me. It's just, no, I can't say. No, I'm meeting some that are in between. Hi, <laughs> Renata. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the ladies on the call. Thank you very much, Bad Baby. Happy Mother's Day to you as well. How are you doing today? Oh, I tried calling in at the beginning, but my phone went dead, so I've had it on the charger for a quick minute. So if I if you lose me, that's what happens. But I just wanted to uh, let you know about the video that I put up with the prayer and make a comment about the Masons because uh, what it is is I've done a lot of study and gone back and researched all this, and uh, a lot of our presidents are made Masonic, and they take the secret most uh, go through how it explains, and they even who phone is that? Somebody's phone is. Some feedback. Yeah, somebody's rubbing their phone around. Um, but they do, uh, they worship Lucifer, but, you know, a lot of them, when they get into it, they don't realize what they're getting into because they're being told that they do a lot of good work for the community and blah, blah, blah. And that is why they wear a blindfold and they're recited their oaths uh, just a few words at a time. And a lot of the words that they use, you don't even understand. But it, it also gets into other organizations in this prayer that they all are occult-fashioned. And if you've had a relative that was Masonic, they bring curses about on your family for generations. I mean, you could have had a Masonic family member, you know, 30 centuries ago and brought this into your life. This uh, video that I put up, it is rebuking it and cutting those ties or any curses that were brought upon you by any connections to any of these organizations. Very, very powerful. And uh, a lot of the police are all Masonic, you know, and the police are heavily involved in this. Now, one of the perps that stayed with me one time, because they do do rituals and curses, uh, I caught her taking the hair out of my hairbrush and giving it to them. So, oh my, that's serious. You know, and that's in, and you know, and the other thing is too. At the beginning of this uh, this video that I posted, the man that uh, reads this, he said that there have been times where people have have, have been so uh, affected by this that they choke up or they get nauseous. It's because he's rebuking the evil that was put on their life. You know, cutting ties from it and kicking it out. So, you know, uh, I did it. I'm going to do it again. But when I did it, I had a hard time reciting it because my whole mouth and throat went dry. And uh, I drank two bottles of water while I was reciting it. So just before, well, whatever it was didn't want me reciting it. What is your name? I'm sorry, two people spoke at once. What What is your name? This is Bad Baby. Bad Baby. Oh, hi. Um, so where do you go? Do you have a website? Uh, well, I'm on YouTube, or I'm on uh, um, Talk Shoe, honey. 
Uh, I do shows on Friday nights, on Wednesday nights, and I used to do Monday nights with Kathy for the Lord. But right now I'm kind of like taking a little sabbatical. I'm just uh, coming out here like once a month. The next show I do is going to be the 22nd of this month, and I am going to have Bob Fletcher on as a guest, and he is going to talk about uh, what happened to him, how the government deceived him and used his small business as a front. And he followed the money trail, and it all leads down to the underground bases and what's going to go down. So where do we access that uh, video that you're talking about? I posted it in uh, in the chat. Are you just on the phone? I've never been in the chat before. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. If you want to uh, send me your email and that you heard me, I will email it to you if you want me to. Oh, that would be great. Okay. When you get a paper and pencil, I'll give you my email real quick. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. It is DOC, all small small letters, D-O-C, 1955, at netzero.net. Is that Z-E-R-O? Yes. Thank you. And maybe can you uh, expand on what you said? uh, You know, heard Jan Renata or whatever, because I get a lot of emails and I don't open them all because I get sent viruses all the time. So I'm real just about my email openings. Bad baby, can you give us a brief synopsis of what you mean by what's going to go down in the underground basis? Well, uh, from what I'm seeing, I've done a few shows about CERN. I do shows about Planet X, Nubaru, which is Wormwood in the Bible. And from what I'm seeing... Uh, the Day of Atonement and the next blood moon in September, and also the uh, Shmeta. I've researched that, and that is has to do with the uh, Jewish beliefs that on September 13th there will be a great financial collapse. September is going to be a big month for us this year. Uh, it's what they have, uh, the plans, the dominoes are going to drop. It's going to go one after another from the 13th on, and that is why the Pope is coming to our country and he's addressing Congress in September and he's addressing the U.N. That's why they're doing this Jade Helm military uh, supposedly drill, which is just a big cover-up for them getting everybody in place to take over is what's going on. And also I just put up some uh, uh, video of white buses that are just loaded with military men. First, someone videoed them going down Interstate uh, 80, I think it was, and there was like 40 of them. They're all white, and the windows are blacked out. It's so they want you to see who they're transporting. But then somebody caught them somewhere, stopped, and and they videoed that. I got that this morning. And they're just loaded with military and this closing of these Walmarts, they've already found two people dead in the parking lots of the different Walmarts, and it's because people are trying to get in and video, and they don't want this out. But uh, what's going to go down is these Walmarts are command centers for them. This is where they're going to get their supplies. And a lot of the underground uh, tunnels, there's some that are going up behind these Walmarts. Uh, there's one video that a man sent to me. He worked at the, one of the gates going to this tunnel behind one of these closed Walmarts. 
people are getting in and videoing a lot of uh, buses and also flatbed trailers that are loaded with military and UN vehicles around these Walmarts. So those are going to be command centers. Uh, what's going to go down is, I feel, there's going to be a financial collapse. They are experimenting with CERN. I don't know if you guys are familiar with CERN, but CERN is the collider that they have built underground in Sweden and France, and it is uh, the key to the underground, the key to other dimensions. Uh, when they turn that on, they can destroy the planet. They've already turned it on slightly, and that's the day that they had the big earthquake down there in Nepal. But when they turn it on completely, they're supposed to do it in September. That Nepal earthquake was huge. Yes. Uh, what, 4,000 4, people? Yeah, well, and they can, it, when they turn this on, what it's going to do is it's going to cause total devastation of our planet. Yeah, and this is what's going to go on. And I feel that these troops that are here, uh, they're going to, what Al Cuppet had said a long time ago on one of our interviews with him, and I don't know if you guys know who Al Cuppet is. He's the retired Joint Chief of Staff of the Pentagon. He was 35 years military, five years Joint Chief of Staff. And he had said a long time ago on one of my interviews that they were going to devastate us to the point where people would be glad that martial law was in effect. They'd be like, oh, good, at least they're doing something about it. You know, they're out there to help us. And he goes, and it's going to be a big trick. He said that they're going to trick people into willingly going to the FEMA camp. And they aren't. You know, and, and it's weird. He, you know, he said they're going to say, oh, well, come here. Well, you'll get a free, free food and a bath and water, you know, and it'll be okay. But it's actually a trick. And, you know, it's weird because I was looking at Steve Quayle's uh, webpage and he talks about a uh, prophesied dream that somebody got three years ago about Walmart. And I was like, whoa, when I read it, because this woman had this dream about Walmart, and she was walking down her driveway, and that the, her neighbor pulled up in a pickup truck and said, hey, get your truck and go to Walmart. They're giving away free food, water, and gas and everything because of the disaster. And she said, well, my husband's sleeping. And he said, well, don't wait too long before everything's gone or you'll miss out. Like, you know, everybody's going to hurry up and go there. And she said when she was walking back up the driveway, the Lord said, don't go, it's a trap. And she said, what do you mean it's a trap? And she said the next thing she knew, she was in Walmart parking lot, and people were loading their cars up, and she's going, you know, well, everyone's shopping. What's... And then something said, look closer at them. And they all had dog tags on, she said, but they were dressed as civilians. Well, that was the first clue was that they're going to make you think that all the civilians are getting free stuff, but these people that are getting the free stuff are the military. So then she said inside the store it was roped off, like, you know, going to a movie theater with the ropes, and everybody was waiting in line, and when they got up to the end, there was a Walmart manager, and he had dog tags on, and he was telling everybody, you have to come two at a time through these steel doors, and you'll see a desk, go up to the desk, sit down, a woman will stamp your hand, and you'll get your voucher for your free stuff. Have your car keys and your driver's license ready so we can identify you. When they walk in, they sit down to this desk, 
and a sumo wrestling type guy comes out behind them, grabs them by their head, and gives them a shot, and then they're like zombies. Then they, she saw them get a stamp on their hand that said, White Bus A1, Camp Number 57, and threw their keys in a box that was labeled the same thing, or their, uh, their driver's license went in that box. And then there were some guys there that had dog tags on, dressed as civilians, took their car keys, went and found their cars, and drove them down the road to a farmer's field that was full of car carriers, and they drove them up on the car carriers, and when the car carriers were full, they drove them off. Then she followed where they took these people, and she said they took them outside and were loading them on white buses that through the emergency door in the back. And she said as these people got on the buses, they were sitting two in a seat, and she said they were so drugged up that they couldn't run if they wanted to. And then uh, a man was standing there telling them to hold still, and harnesses dropped down on them, and they chained leg harnesses to uh, shoulder harnesses together. And then she went back to her driveway and woke up. Now, she had this dream about Walmart three years ago before all this Walmart closing stuff went on. That's pretty bone-chilling. Sounds like she's got a good imagination. Well, you know, uh, there's already found two people dead in the Walmart parking lots. One was in uh South Carolina, and I think the other one was in Texas. Uh, that's very suspicious, and if you look at some of the information about the closings of the Walmarts, uh, you'll see the videos. If you go into YouTube, you'll see the videos of the military. Uh, the one in, I think it's in California, they still kept the pharmacy open, but when people went there to go in the pharmacy, it was all blocked off from the rest of the store, and also, every entrance and the docks were being guarded by local sheriffs. Why would they need them to be guarding the docks if they're just having a plumbing problem? My, my take on it is uh, them saying that Jade Helm is a exercise is just to get everybody not to be like, uh, suspicious of all the military equipment and soldiers that are being moved into our country. That's I thought, bad baby, I thought they canceled some of the Jade Helm exercises in Texas and some of the other places. Well, what they did was, uh, I'll tell you what's going on in Texas. I'm following this very closely. Uh, the people are up in arms. They're going to their uh, town meetings and they're saying, hey, I didn't ask for all these foreign soldiers to come in my backyard because they're saying there will be uh, – I watched it on the Senate floor. Uh, there was a general talking to – addressing the Senate on it. I watched it one day. And he was saying, oh, well, there will be no intrusion to anybody's home or any bother to the public, which is all, all a lie because there already has been. Uh, I saw a video where a man was videoing out his back window, and he was going, what in the hell is this? And there were three soldiers with M16 standing in front of his garage. His garage door was open, and two of them were in his garage nosing around. Then they came out, and they pushed the button and closed the garage door, and then they walked in his backyard and started flipping his garbage cans open. Now, you call that not intruding in someone's home? I would say that's intrusion. So people are getting upset about it. They're going to the uh, town meetings and writing the governor. Well, the governor in Texas 
uh, has announced that he is concerned, for the citizens are concerned, that this isn't really a drill, it's some type of takeover on our uh, freedom. So he is calling for the National Guard to oversee these drills. I'm not hearing whether it's going to go one way or the other, I don't know, but I find it pretty uh, compelling that the governor is going to come out and say, well, you know what, maybe I just don't trust you completely. I'm sorry, I missed the I missed the end of what you were saying, bad baby. Well, I just said I I find it very compelling that the governor of Texas uh, would actually acknowledge that they just don't completely trust the feds with all this military activity. See, I, I read well, I didn't read it. I saw the headlines. I'm gonna try to look it up real quick. But they were saying that. Um, Several states had, had canceled the Jade Helm exercises. Did you explain? Because um, I got cut off for, for well, a while. Well, they haven't canceled it. What they've done is they've uh, they've made some success where people have protested and they've made them get out of their county. Oh, so they're just moving to another county? Yeah. Small victory, but, I mean, you know, for the people that actually did say, hey, not in my backyard – uh, they said, okay, They w- I heard two counties so far. Uh, maybe it's grown. I don't know because I haven't had time to be looking lately. But, uh, yeah, there were two counties in Texas where they are pulling out of that area because there's so many people that are up in arms about it. But that just means they're going to somebody else's backyard then. Right. No, it's still going down. I mean, that's why all these buses are moving around with all these soldiers and and uh, I have a video of a train that's about 20 miles long that's just loaded with tanks and semis and six buys. And then I had another guy send me a video from the docks in Alabama, and he heard that they were unloading a lot of U.N. Uh, Humvees and stuff like that. So he went down and filmed that. That's all that was going on to a train down there in Alabama. So, yeah, I mean, well, what are they going to do, put fake uh, armor inside of a tank and go boom as a drill? Come on. Right. You know, why are they pulling around all these guns on trailers that have, the, you know, the big shells that go in them? What, are they going to put a little dud in it and go, oh, look, we'll pretend we'll shoot it at you? You know, my daddy always used to say, you don't buy a gun if you don't plan to shoot it. That's right. You definitely don't pull it on someone unless you plan to shoot it. Well, you know, unfortunately, people, we've been sold out from within. And, they're, you know, and it's really funny because I knew about all this a long time ago. I did shows about this stuff way back in 2005 and six, And I had a guest that he's a patriot. His name is Big John Lipscomb. He sells survival seeds and stuff like that. Well, I had a guest, he was on, and he had sold his home in Arizona and moved up to the mountains in uh, Montana because he built his own cabins up there and he figures he'll have a better, you know, chance of surviving of them coming to take people away. He could fight up there, you know. Well, we were talking about the foreign soldiers at that time when Al Cuppet was talking about a lot of these FEMA camps had troops in them already and then they were doing drills. And uh, 
I mentioned it to him on my interview. Well, he called me after the interview and told me, Bad Baby, you are absolutely right. And I said, oh, what am I right about now? And he said, well, we went into McDonald's in town down from where I live. And he goes, and it was loaded with all these soldiers from Russia. And he goes, it was a nightmare inside McDonald's. He goes, they couldn't speak any English. They didn't know how to, or what they wanted to order. No one could understand them. And he said, and my friend that was with me spoke fluent Russian. And he was like white as a ghost and looking at me like he was scared to death. And he goes, mm-hmm. then when we got outside, he said, you wouldn't believe what they were saying in Russian. And Bob Lipscon said, or John Lipscon said, what were they saying? And this is what they were saying. These Americans are so freaking stupid. They, get, they have no idea what's going to happen to them or what we got in store for them. Oh, my. And, and I said to him, well, they're, you know, I hate to say it, but they're absolutely right because they know that they're getting a free ride, that, you know, they're going to do this right under our noses and no one's going to do a damn thing because we've been sold out. I've heard that the, that our military has brought over a lot of um, Russian soldiers, and that that a lot of these people are involved in the targeting and yeah. other. Uh, See, this is what targets don't understand, Renata. And I didn't really at first when I first started getting targeted until I went down the rabbit hole and found out that it all ties into all of this. We have been under attack. Our country has been under attack. Slowly, and we were the beginning of it. That's why no one wants to look at us or pay attention to us. And like Chris says, when all hell breaks loose, the targets are going to be the first one they come after because we are more aware of what's going on and what the technology that they have. We were an experiment, you know, and and, and they wanted to slowly get rid of kill people and experiment on them, and, and, you know, and that's why no one's going to help us because, we're under attack. We have been. We all know it. And that's why it has intensified. When I, when I listen to you guys talk about, oh, they're poisoning me more and they're following me in the store and spraying me and this and that, that's because I think the people who have been our handlers that have been doing this shit, they've been told, go ahead, finish this off if they want. Because I've been hearing it from a lot of targets that it's really, really gotten bad for them. And a lot oh, of it's yeah. been spraying poison and stuff. It has it has really intensified on me. I, oh, I told you when I came on the last time that I, I uh, watch all of my perps around me, and I know when they come and go. And the guy across from me works afternoons. He comes home about 3 in the morning. He don't get up till about 10 or 11. And I was outside at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I saw two of the main houses that watch me come out and start their cars up, and they left. And I went, wow, that's odd. Then the guy that works afternoons came out and started his car up and left. And I went, something's going on. They're going to a meeting. And after they went to that meeting, when they came home that night, they were out there after dark, around midnight, which is illegal, shooting guns. Like, you know, like they were celebrating or just trying to scare me or warn me that it's not long. Because if you remember on Jesse Ventura's uh, Brain Invaders show, he had one guy that was a professor or something that told him uh, about one of the organizations, which sounds just like our perps, 
that they are being told, they call themselves junior G-men, and that they are being told that when all hell breaks loose, not if, but when, that they will have the right to come and shoot us. And they go under a program that's called Throw the Dog Under the Bus. A lot of these gangs are being trained by the military. It's under a program called Throw the Dog Under the Bus. Because when all the shit flies, they're going to be allowed to go out like they're cops and shoot people that they've been told they can shoot. And the reason they're going to be the ones that are going to do it, and this is what I read about this program, is because they figure the Bloods and the Crips and all these gangs are disposable people. They'd rather see them go in somebody's house and get shot before they throw an agent in the line of fire. That's why they call it throw the dog under the bus. And that's why I think they were out there in their backyard shooting guns, because they were told, soon, you'll be able to shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, to everyone who's experiencing a 12-gauge or a handgun, I'm talking something that goes, ah, that's semi-automatic, my dear. Well, you know what? Get, get our lives right with the Lord, and we can't do anything else, you know? Well, that's what, it, what I think it's all about, because like the one lady said when she said, you know, I'm a child of God, and then that person ran from them. The reason they run is because they serve evil, and they can't handle being around the light. Uh, I think what it's really about is uh, you need to get your spiritual house in order, uh, because the, a lot of blood's going to shed real soon. Well, and they, you know, they want us to, to be in fear of all of this stuff. But if we have God, we just don't we don't have to fear evil because he's with us, just like the scriptures say. You know, it is a scary thing if you really just resonate on it. But just, just live our lives every day to the best of our ability, continue to be the good people that we are, you know, and that, there's nothing more we can really do. The Bible says, says when you've done all you can do to stand, stand. Yep. And that's all we can do is continue to stand. And, well, you know, you know just, just, and, and just we also got to know that we're not going to go through this alone. As long as we believe in him, he will always be with us no matter what we go through. And I look at it this way. They all die one day. We just don't know how the end of the story goes. And I really don't care to know, but it don't look good for what's going on with our country. You know, I, I make myself aware and since I've been, I did a show a few weeks ago about Jade Helm and CERN, and do you know that they had to turn it off because it got stuck in the middle of it? And there was a picture of it I saw on the Internet. It was like black matter, and it had all these, like, faces in it. Mm-hmm. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to open another dimension, like a black hole to go into other dimensions, which, and like I said, the goddess statue that they have in front of CERN, the building that is uh, running it, is the goddess of Shiva, Shiva, which is the Indian goddess, uh, uh, the destroyer. It's their Satan. They have two different goddesses they worship, and Shiva is like their Satan. Mm-hmm. And that is the, uh, the, uh, they have in front of that in front of that building for CERN. I'll send you some information on CERN, Renata. Okay, thank you. 
Because I know you've mentioned it, so I'd, yeah, I want to read up on that. Well, you know, Stephen Hawking is like supposed to be the like the smartest physicist in the world, and he has written articles on it, and he has warned them not to fire that thing up, that they can destroy the universe, really. Not only our planet, but the universe. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And they're planning on firing that puppy up around the fourth blood moon. And the fourth blood moon is when? September 23rd, I think, or the 24th. It's like three days, the 22nd, the 23rd, and the 24th. And there is a uh, a lot of television shows and movies that they keep showing that date. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of them is a guy that's, uh, he's going to fire CERN up. <laughs> and he's at the airport, and when he runs back past the gate, the 22nd gate, it tells him that he can't return, that he is past the point of no return. And then on the television it shows... Uh, a news reporter reporting that an asteroid's going to strike the Earth. Hmm. Pretty compelling, some of the stuff, you know. But, yeah, from what I'm seeing, uh, September is when I, I think the, the dynamos are going to start, you know, it'll be one after another. And, it, you know, states- Well, we just we just continue, you know, to try to keep ourselves strong. Never know well, you know, and the thing is, they they show like four or five different scenarios of what they might do, mm-hmm. and one of them is natural disaster with earthquakes. So, you know, my advice would be be aware, make sure your car's full on that month, make sure you got stocked up on food, water, and health things, you know, just in case something does happen and you're prepared for it. And, if you, you know, sur- happen to be survive or whatever, you uh, have an advantage of not having to run to a FEMA camp for something to eat, you know. Well, and be your strongest you. Be the strongest that you can be. So start now, getting yourself as strong as you possibly can so that we cause we don't know what, what, what we're facing, really, even if it's not that. We don't know what tomorrow holds, you know, especially being targeted. So it's always good to be mentally well, I'm sure, you know, uh, when I have Bob Fletcher on on the 22nd, he'll be very interesting to listen to because he worked with Sonny Bono. He knows about the death of Sonny Bono, how he was uh, murdered by the government because of what they were exposing. And he followed the money trail of all the missing money from our uh, military. And uh, he's got the whole story. So. I spoke to his wife the other night, and, you know, I didn't realize how old he is, but he's 73 years old. And for him to come on and do two hours with me at 10 o'clock at night, I give him a lot of credit. Yeah, that's really nice. So please remind me, bad baby. I think you send out invitations, don't you? Uh, You know what? I do, but I'm finding that they're not getting through. You know, because somebody had said, why didn't you send me a notice? And I said, I do. So, you know, I'll try, uh, but you know what I'll do is I'll, I'll get on next Sunday and remind you all, and for those that don't know who my window is, it's on Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, and the number is 43503. Mm-hmm. And she's here on Talk Shoes, for those of you who don't know. Okay. I've been here Thank for you. a long time, Renata. You all got yep. numbers. I've only got five because I was here a long time ago. Yes, you have been. Yes, you have been around. 
And you've been strong through all of this, living alone and dealing with all you deal with, you know? Well, you know, and I've had a lot of uh, targets come stay with me and perp me and double agents. I've got, And, you know, and the Lord has protected me through every bit of it. I mean, yeah, I've gone through my hell, too, but, I, I, you know, I guess it's because he wants me out here telling the truth and making people aware, I guess. I, I don't know, but I know when I talk about Jade Helm and CERN, it really pissed them off. They got two new weapons delivered right after that show, and... They were very bold and brazen about it. They put it up above the trees. I could uh, see it on a pole above the trees, and I mean, we were just going. I had to leave the house. It was so. It was so bad. Oh my! How are your dogs doing, bad baby? But I'm going you? to uh, hang up now because I my dog is going nuts, and I don't know how much more power I got on this phone. Um, another thing I will do for those, if they do miss uh, Bob's show, uh, I will come back and post the recording the next week in your window. Great. Thank you. And thank you for all your valuable information you always share with us, too. <laughs> You're welcome, honey. And you all have a blessed day. And everybody, that, I know it's not really a happy Mother's Day, but, you know, have a happy Mother's it, Day. Try it to. is. It's happy. It's happy, even though they don't want it to be. It is. <laughs> thank you, bad baby. Okay, everyone is unmuted. Does anybody want to talk about anything? We have. Uh, what? Excuse me. What time would that be for Pacific Standard Time on Friday for her show? Um, bad baby. What time is your call on uh, Pacific Standard Time? Right now, Pacific Standard Time is four o'clock. So I'm not sure what the. And difference. what time did she say her, her show was? I did not hear. I'm sorry. Um, but you can go in there. She has tons of archives. I don't think she's done any shows recently, but she has tons of archives there. So if you just go through the computer and go to the archives. Thank you. Yeah. You'll find a lot there. She's going to let us know before her next one in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Thanks. Anybody want to say anything who hasn't had a chance to speak? Don't be shy. We don't have very much longer. Anybody? Uh, For the mothers, how's your Mother's Day? Is it good? Is it sad? Is it lonely? Is it what? What is it? Are you happy to be mothers? Do you wish? Do you love your children, but... Would have thought twice about having children had you known about targeting? I would have, I'm being honest. I love mine so dearly. Anybody who knows me knows that. But I would not have brought children into this torture had I known about this program. I would not have. For their sake. Are they, are they uh, targets, Renata? Excuse me? Are are they targets? Oh yes, 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 ma'am. They are. They don't spare the children. Yeah. Renata, this yes. is Donna. Would you mind okay. if I called you on a one-to-one call? 
No, I don't mind at all. You have my number, Donna? Um, I think so. I'm trying to find my book. Okay, uh, Bad Baby says that her call is 10 p.m. Eastern, so that is 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you. Thank you, Bad Baby. And her next call is going to be on May 22nd. This month. And her call number is 
So I've said But what actually things. happened? You mentioned the necklace, but what actually happened to, to cause that? Uh, you know, I don't know if it was a necklace that attracted it or I don't know what happened, to be honest with you. But I was standing in front of the kitchen window and a, um, I got hit like that a couple of times in a row. Uh, okay. And it went, there was like a um, energy that went from shoulder blade to shoulder blade and then... Um, then it went up my neck after that, and I, I really never felt anything like that before. That's the first time I had anything like that. I've had all kinds of stuff, but um, this was different. And um, anyway, it was. Uh, it's like a, it was felt like I was in a car accident and hit from the rear or something. And I've said that before. I had something like a whiplash, but nothing like this. This was the most powerful one I've had so far. Oh, yeah, I know. Sorry. Yeah, I've been getting a lot lately, Renata. A lot of different kinds of things lately. Very powerful things, but different. So, um, anyway, then I made another mistake during the week, and I was. Um, talking to a TI friend and I was sitting in the back seat of my car. I was getting in the car and then I just thought, well, I'm, I think I'll just sit here for a minute. And I sat in the back seat of my car in a parking lot and didn't even think that anybody could come up behind me. Um, there were a bunch of bushes and then a restaurant parking lot behind me. And then all of a sudden, um, not that night, or it was, I think it was like the next day or the day after, oh, my car was electrified like never before. So I figured somebody must have been sitting, you know, in the parking lot behind me and taking new coordinates or some kind of new something. Because, you know, the car's always had a problem with EMF, but nothing like that. So, um, you can anyway, the car, right? so, and rest stuff lately. Did you try moving the car? Um, yeah, I did. I, well, nothing happened while I was sitting in the back seat talking. It was, you know, like a day later, and then I realized that I shouldn't. I thought, you know, I just learned something from this. I need to not stay in the car or, you know, and sit still in the car. And um, not, you know, put myself in situations where people are sitting behind me or can get behind me and I don't see who they are. I can't see who they are. So, um, you know, like there were bushes behind the car and then a parking lot. Right. So, um, you know, I'm always aware of what's on the sides of me, but I, in this particular case, it's the first time I ever did that. And I thought, well, I don't, I don't think I'll ever do that again. So, um, and I've heard other TIs say, you know, make sure you keep moving so that um, people can't come up behind you. So anyway, well, that was another lesson learned. Yeah, I was, I was, I was yeah, so anyway. 
Gary, where do you live? I live in Southern California. Right, Fox? Who are you? Who are you? Yes, the walk. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear what he said. I, have you been on Renata's call before? Was that? I think that was James you were just talking to. James, was that you? I don't know where James went. Let's see, maybe his cloud dropped off. That was James you were talking to. Where is James? Is that James from Arizona? He's in Oregon. Oh. Okay, I think he's calling back in. Hang on, I think he got disconnected. I'm trying to unmute him. James, was that you that she was talking to? Yeah, sorry, the call got dropped. You're not here to call back. Oh. Uh, bad baby in the chat um, room. Okay, James, I think that's your phone making that noise, please. Me? Oh. I think so. Okay. Sorry, no deal Not now. Um, bad baby is saying a lot of targets are being sprayed. She said that from the chat room. A lot of... Sprayed a with- lot of- Targets are being sprayed. Yeah, I know for me, well, I don't know about I used that part, to be all the time. <laughs> I, couldn't under, I couldn't understand you, Renata. Sorry, I could A lot of targets are being what? Sprayed is what Bad Baby said. Okay, I'm going to let you guys talk. I have the police at the door. I need to deal with this stolen car issue because my car, for those of you just joining, my car was stolen once again. Um, last oh, my night. goodness. I, I need to deal with that. So you guys go ahead and talk. The police are at my front door. All right. Okay. Be careful. Yeah. Huh. So the the lady who I was asking where my doctor were, have I? I'm sorry. I can't hear anybody. There's a lot of background noise, so I couldn't hear anybody. I I think I've talked to you before, haven't I? Um, if you've been on Renata's call. Yeah, I think I did. Mhm. I think you thought I was a her. Uh, are you I'm James Fallon? James. Are Lico. you James? Oh, okay. No, I don't. I don't think so. It was somebody else named James Valentine. Oh no. <laughs> but he's from Arizona. He's not from Oregon. Okay. No. Mm-mm. You're in California, right? I'm in Southern California. Yes. Uh huh. I thought it was very. Uh, lots of. Um, Aggressive behavior down there. A lot of what? Aggressive perps. Oh my gosh, yes. Very aggressive. Very, very aggressive. Have you thought of leaving? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Oregon's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I don't um, know too much about it, but at any rate, yeah. I thought a lot about leaving. It's just um, the, the right out. Nice. 
give them worldwide publicity. Oh, yes. Well, I saw them today. That's probably why I got targeted. And then um, it was kind of an interesting story that um, the message at church today, I went to church this morning and the message was about Nineveh and um, how uh, Nineveh was the city that Jonah confronted and they repented and the city was saved. And Jonah was mad because he said, um, you kind of made me look bad, God. And, you know, why didn't you get them? Because these are really bad people. It's full of bloodshed and lies. Do you know the end of the story, Nancy, from um, Nineveh? Nancy there? God, this is so much noise. Nancy? <laughs> Are you there? No, I guess not. So anyway, the end of the story was Nineveh was not saved. Nineveh was destroyed in Nahum, in the book of Nahum. It was destroyed. Because not only uh, as soon as the their backs turned, the city became worse than ever, and God burned it down to the ground. So anyway, as soon as I read that, and I was just kind of sitting here reading to myself, that's when I got hit right after that. Because it was all lies and all that was just temporary. As usual. And that's the real story of Nineveh and their big repentance. It wasn't genuine. So, anyway, and that's the story of historically documented. Well, I guess it's time to get off the phone. I can't hear anybody out there. Yeah, well, I'm here. I'm just waiting for Renata. I don't know. Oh, okay. Is that James in Oregon? No, Dean Mitchell in Toronto. Oh. Hi. Hi there. Donna, are you still there? Yep, I'm still here. <laughs> okay. Are you leaving? No, not yet. <laughs> I've got one foot out the door, but I'm not leaving yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So you know what I wonder? I wonder if, like, with all these things about Jade Home and all that's being talked about with uh-huh. that baby that she's seen and heard and everything. I yeah. wonder what it's going to be like, say, in a big area versus, say, like maybe a little mountain town, something like that. You know? Well, um, 
You know, I think a lot of TIs have gone to better places on this earth, you know. And I found an organization years ago, Donna, along right in the very beginning of this, I started seeking uh, political, not political, um, I started looking for asylum. And I realized that other people were seeking asylum out of the country also. Oh, and you're thinking out of the country? Well, there it was in the country and out of the country, but they didn't specify where it was, and there was an organization that would help people uh, get relocated to other areas because people can't do it on their own, obviously. It's a TI, if a TI could put on their own, they nobody'd be in the situation they're in. So they can't do it without assistance. But there was an organization for um, refugees seeking asylum from uh, uh, I can't remember what it was. A lot of echo in the background there. We have a huge echo and tons of noise. Hard to even stay on the line. It's so noisy. We have a huge echo and tons of noise. Oh my gosh. Is Renata, is she still is she still doing her business or Oh, she's probably going to be a while. If it's over a stolen car, I would think she'll be a while. Her car was stolen? Again, she said yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, she said yes. Oh, anyway. If that's what's going on and she has a stolen cart, it's going to be a while. Mm -hmm. Christina, how do you stay organized with all that you go through and and all the responsibility that you have with a home? I I don't know that I do too well, Donna. Um, It's hard right now. It's hard. It's just really hard to make any progress because of the... um, you know, intensity of this stuff. Just when I start to feel good, something's coming down the pipe always. And then if I reach out in any way, shape, or form, you know, again, everything starts up again. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, if I reach out to anyone, then uh, I start the gang stalking starts, you know, the whole thing. You know, in a threatening, very threatening, aggressive way. So it's not easy. It's not easy to make any progress because of the nature of the, you know, the wiring in the house. Since all this changed um, and they hone in on me so hard, it's, you know, nothing's been easy at all. You try confronting me? Oh, yeah. I can usually get pretty injured, you know, injured electronically and then mm-hmm. injured because they're masters at um, 
Oh, what's the word? I, I can't think of the word right now, but there's a word for it. Um, they're masters in uh, manipulation and understanding the techniques of abuse. You know, like verbal Yeah, but I, I find a lot of them. Okay, um, excuse me, you guys, but this call is going to hang up on its own, and I don't want anybody to think I hung up on them. But we've been going since 1130. It only gives you five hours, so we're going to hang up in like three minutes. And I'm still dealing with the police out here about our stolen car yet again. So um, so I'm going to hang up. I don't want the call to hang up on you guys, so I'm just going to go ahead and end it. If you guys want okay. to, I can, I can start a new call and call back in if you guys want me to. But that won't be for long either because I need to leave. So it's up to you guys. Let me just end it, or you want me to start a new call and you guys can talk? Yeah, I think I'm just going to uh, have some supper. Okay. Just catching growly. But uh, okay. excellent phone call, and uh, my call was, was really nice. Thank you for the support. Okay, and thank happy you. I'm Mother's sorry. Day. Yeah. I'm sorry we didn't really get to talk, but I have to deal with this police. Okay, no problem. All right. So, um, so thanks, everyone, and let's keep each other in, in our prayers. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your Mother's Day. Right, thank um, you. We'll talk again next Sunday, you guys. Have a blessed day. Okay. Right. okay, thank you. Okay, bye bye. Thank you so thank much. You. Bye bye. Thank you. Nancy, I'll talk to you. Oh, Donna, Donna, you had asked the top letter. Do you have my phone number? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. It's Starts with um, oh shoot! I shut my book. Um, Let me give it to you real quick so I can go back out here. Well, wait, 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 wait! It's uh, Dane. Just a second. One more page. Um, five one zero. Yes. You want me to say it? Oh, um, five one zero six eight eight seven two seven seven. Seven two seven seven. Yes. Okay. When do you want me to call you? Um, how about tomorrow? I'm going to enjoy the rest of this day with my family and deal with this police situation out here. Um, okay. So tomorrow afternoon, somewhere around 5, would that be okay? I'll shoot for that, Renata. Okay. All right. Thank Take you. care. Thanks, everybody. Have a blessed week. Thank you. You too. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.